Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shit, we live? Yes, sir. We already know we live. What's pop with y'all, man? It's your boy, JG. You already know it's J. Jonah. Diving into season eight, episode nine. Nina G. Bro, where did the time go? Nina, bro. But which way to better what, what better way to end the guest? You know what I mean? You already know we gotta let them know before we get started though. Say that. Make sure y'all go follow, like, comment, subscribe. If you haven't already, man, new listeners tuning in, make sure you click that subscribe button, click that alert bell at the top so you know when we dropping. I bet Dub we get a couple more subscribers out for this episode though. Man, just cause they're <laughs> humble out here and they know they need to participate. You Shout out y'all, man. Hell Shout yeah. out. Uh, we told you we got some shit coming, man. Like I said, that, to end season eight, what better way to do it, bro? Respect all the way down from one to nine. This next individual we got in the stew, bro, I, I ain't got to say too much. Accolades will take fucking all day long, even to go into the next day, you feel Fact. me? Uh, but I, really, all I can say is hip-hop legend, true pioneer when it comes to this trap shit that y'all should be talking about, you feel me? Yes, sir. If you don't know who the fuck I'm talking about, man, please give a BSP warm welcome for motherfucking Double R, bro. We got Richie Rich in the building. Yes, Richie sir. Rich. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you What's doing, good? player? How you doing, man? man? Baby, I'm good. What's up with you? Bro, man. Ooh, hold on. I got to check that out real quick. That's what everybody <laughs> listening just did right now, too, man. Right. I'm over here tripping, man. We got shout out. Uh, I ain't going to cap. When, when, when we shot the shot to try and, you know, hope that we can really get you to accept the invitation, I was like, right. man, this is, this is, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to be willing to do it. Right. But I'm not going to cap on when you said like, okay, yeah, we can make something work. We can right. make it wiggle. I'm going to mess with y'all. Right. I really want to say thank you for it's you good, taking bro. the time out of your busy schedule. Cause we see you moving and grooving on social media. You right. business you're always trying to make something wiggle. So right. thank you for making some time for us. That's good. That's good. If you I'm don't know, you appreciate it, man. If you don't know what we're here to do on the Blow and Smoke podcast and for the new listeners tuning in, man, shit, we're, we're going to give an elevated perspective on everyday situations, right. talk our shit, right. and bring some real news to the table. You there feel you go. me? So y'all motherfuckers tuning in right now, make sure y'all go get your pen and paper, roll your blunt, get your drink poured, bro, because we going in tonight. You feel me? Say that. JG. Dude. Let them know. What we drinking on? Richie Rich said we got to drink something. What we drinking on, bro? We even already put a pretty dent in this motherfucker, too. I ain't going to lie to you, man. But shout out um, uh, my man, Richie Rich, bro. I really drink the uh, the uh, the Hennessy, but he was like, well, what, what we going to drink today? He's like, I need a Don Julio Blanco. I'm some Julio Blanco, man. I'm a tequila drinker. You feel me? Like, I fuck with 42. Like, tequila got different vibes to it for me. Like, if I'm drinking with the homies, we're going to fuck with this. I'm going to drink no 42 with my niggas. I'm going to drink some 42 with some hoes. You feel me? Because 42 got a whole different vibe. Uh. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. I don't know if you ever drank 42. No, yeah, hell yeah. No, that's a fact. Like a, it got like an ecstasy type vibe. <laughs> it don't make you want to be yeah, around a bunch of motherfuckers. With his, with his guys off no motherfucking 42. Yeah. Not me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that we makes fuck sense. with that Julio. You hear? That makes sense. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that analogy. I ain't like that. I like that. That's a good perspective. I came from Patron. When I first started drinking tequila, Patron was the shit. But mm-hmm. then, I ain't gonna lie. I had <laughs> real tequila <laughs> connoisseurs tell me that Patron is trash. Mm. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> Ooh, what are you smoking on? I'm, I'm trying to smoke what you smoking oh, yeah. on, bud. Shut up. You want that cake batter? No, man. Check this out. This is crazy. Uh-oh. So, my people who make my pens, um, my my purple cake batter pens and my infused pre-rolls, yep. 
It's called Shamrock. Shamrock. Yeah, so the name of his company. Shout out Shamrock. Yeah, shout out Shamrock. So I went up there and he gave me a bag of these Shamrocks. Oh. So this is a uh, Moon Rock. Okay. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I smoke flour. I don't really like be fucking with Moon Rocks. I tried to roll some of this shit at the house. And some Zags. You see, you know I don't really smoke one. Yeah. I smoke Zags. Last yeah. time I was here, right? Yeah. I was, that. Just, yeah. I was right. gonna so, call you out on that. So, bro, this shit won't. The the paper just burned before this, and you know, cause this shit is hella gummy. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really up on some Moon Rock. Is like weed mixed with. Yeah, well, I was about to ask you what is, is Moon is, Rock? It's like THC I don't know, bro. It's like weed mixed with like look like oil and cause like the buds be gooey. You pull mm-hmm. them apart and they be hella gooey. So you gotta put them in something that's gonna burn slow. But what I do like about the Moon Rock is a nigga really be high. Cause I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you, bro. Cause I ain't gonna lie to you. This club weed then got a little sus. Mm. Well, it's got a little sus. I mean, I don't found myself lately since I got a brand in clubs buying weed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I'm just trying to check out bags because when my people is bagging up, you know, I want to see how many big buds is in the bags versus smalls or mediums. Yep. So I'm I'm gonna go buy weed, you know. So mm-hmm. I buy different shit from the club. Plus trying to see how niggas shit is small. Yeah, 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 definitely. And it's some decent shit in the club, but it, I mean. It's a lot of foo-foo in the club. You notice man. it. You feel like, me? Is it chemicals-wise, or you're saying just no, in general? Like, you know what I think it is, bro? I'll be they be lying on the THC content? No, what it is is this, bro. I'm going to give you the skinny, and I might get in some trouble for this. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm listening. All right, bro. But what happens is... You got to look at how much weed you got to put in the legal market with as many clubs as it is. Okay. <coughs> so, just say you a grower. Mm-hmm. <coughs> You famous for a certain type of strain that motherfuckers is saying is smoking. Mm-hmm. Well, for you to get that in hella clubs, it's got to be mass produced. Mm-hmm. So you giving the genetics to other people. You to grow produce, it. Yeah, you can not growing no all of it. True. You feel me? True. And different people just going to treat it different ways, and yeah. it's not going to always come out. Whereas good. it's your, but it's, then, it's your yeah, baby. And, but then you can't always blame it on the people either, because I tell motherfuckers, flower, a plant is going to do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do your best. To make it its best, but at the end of the day, you can take two green apples, bite into one. One might be hella sour, mm-hmm. other one might be kind of sweet. Right. But they're the same green apple. Mm-hmm. So when you mass produce pop, it's you just not going to be as as good as the, you feel me? And that's the what they got to do. <laughs> like, that's how the, the shelves always stay stocked. It's never really going to be that same right. batch from that same farm. And you know what's crazy? I got some weed off the street, my nigga. I ain't got no weed off the street in so long. I was on my way to the town <laughs> last week. One of my homeboys was doing a video. I did a, I did a uh, verse with him on the song. So I'm moving through the town, and I'm like, damn, I don't have no pot on me because I had smoked it all. My- and batter, like, don't get me wrong. I love purple cake batter. But that shit is to be smoked once you land it, once you at the house. In the For couch. Me, yeah, like, I, if I got to make some moves, I'm not blowing batter to make no moves. Mm-hmm. I'm just not that purple cake batter. <laughs> Straight up. You said it from the source himself, you know, bro. You're I'm just, and I'm not even just trying to pump my shit. This niggas who smoke it, that batter is to knock them down. But I bought some weed. I called one of my homegirls who, you know, she a, she a trap bitch. She fuck with it. Shout out young Shishi. And I told her, I was like, she, who got some good weed? And she was like, some of my niggas got some weed. So she met me and brought me some street weed. It was in a bag. It was in one of those, like, you know, a Mylar. Yeah. But inside the Mylar, it was an old school, the thin sandwich bag with the weed in it tied up in a knot. Right? And that shit was some 
dope. Damn. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, <laughs> niggas got good weed on the street. But I, when I thought about it, yeah. since clubs took over, because I'm a street weed nigga. I come from the red fence era. Mm-hmm. I come from, you know, the dirty people. I, I can speak on shit y'all wouldn't know nothing about. Definitely. You feel me? The dirty oh, the people on 70, Yeah. The dirty people on 71st. Like, it used to be weed spots, you know? But, um, Sheesh. this, this, you, if you think about it, they took the, the corner's job and put it in stores. So to sell it on the street, it gotta be gas. And then, you mm-hmm. know, street niggas wanna smoke heavy. Mm-hmm. So you can't really sell a street nigga no bullshit. Yeah. You feel me? <laughs> I'm that's, that's good. Yeah. So that, they, they, it's good weed on the corner. Basically, I'm shouting out the hood. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. saying. It's they good weed you... back in the street, my nigga. It was, it was, oh, okay. Oh, Hold yeah, on, speaking um, on it in the sense of street street weed and uh-huh. then also it's in the, some, in the some, cannabis. Some good weed back on the street. And that's, real. that's one thing that I come from behind. Was this, what was, describe that feeling of getting Richie Rich cannabis illegally on the shelf. What did that feel like? You know what's crazy? Like, you know, I had just came home from a situation, right? And I was talking to people and they was like, bro, you might as well go legal with the weed. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I was trying to figure out a way to do it. Luckily, a friend of mine already had something popping, and he kind of just put me in position mm. to be like brand ambassador slash partner on nice. some pot, you know? Nice. And um, he got the wheels and the machine and the business mind and all the shit. And what I, I'm the, the I'm the, the flower face. guy. Yeah, yeah I'm, and I'm the flower guy. I'm I'm smoking and seeing what's going in the bag. You feel me? That's dope. And it's, it's been pretty cool because, I mean... Who should be selling you weed if it ain't me? Now, where you <laughs> kind of real, real talk, like my nigga, this Talkin like I, I got where I am off of weed, my nigga. Pioneering this trash shit. No, y'all I'm, I'm telling you, I used to serve weed like backstage at Summer Jam when I was a young nigga. I'm, a, I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story. Summer Jam, I don't know what year it was, but you remember that little group ABC with them little boys? It was they, it, they was called ABC. It was y'all was probably kids too. It was a group called ABC. They was produced by Bill Biv DeVoe, Michael Bivens, and oh, everything. Oh shit! Yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah, little yeah, group yeah, ABC, yeah, yeah, the little yeah. boys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. I think it was in the new. So uh, we didn't. I didn't. I wasn't on at the time. I wasn't rapping like that to where I was recognized. I hadn't signed a Def Jam or none of that. So we was the niggas who used to go to the Shoreline Amphitheater. Try- if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Gotta get into the show yep. any way we could, you know. So me and a few of my niggas, we up there. The show is going on. We outside the gate trying to get in. Mm-hmm. We see the ABC niggas getting <laughs> on a bus coming out of the show. So they must already perform. They about to get. Yep. So when the bus came out, bammed on the door, said, hey, let us get them passes. And they opened up the door, man. Them little niggas took their little pass. It was oh, five they go crazy. Them, the them, them little crazy. niggas gave us five laminates, nigga, <laughs> on the chain. These was little niggas. But they, they seen crazy. y'all niggas, though. Probably they, they seen they us out there food. trying to get in. No, no, it wasn't even like that. They seen we was trying to get in. They was like, yo, stop the bus, stop the bus. Them niggas stopped the bus, opened the door, and let us get the passes, my nigga. Damn. Okay, so on, right. on some real yeah, ass. Okay. Yeah, because yep. what it is is the tunnel from the uh, shoreline for the buses, when you inside the show, just say, we. I'm sitting here on the street. There's a gate, and then the, the driveway goes down. Gotcha. So we standing outside the gate. The bus pulls up the hill. Yeah, so gotcha. they open the gate. They seen us out there, obviously, and we bamming on the shit like Hey, Let us bro. get them passes. You know, and they the ran them. And by. we put them on, and we was in there. That's in there, so in funny, there. bro. That's... And while I was in there, I was just about to ask you, what and while I was in there? there, backstage, I sold weed to uh, Queen Latifah. 
You feel me? She used to call me Dank Man. Oh, God. Right? Okay. So then, I, I mean, I used to sell weed to all the popular motherfuckers. That's lit. You feel me? That's what lit. So when you hear the five on it and I say, put your feet with my fan, I'm, nigga, I used to say, at every event, I'm sacked up is, is factual. One thing about all of my raps, my nigga, not one of them, not some of them, all of them are actual and factual. Ooh. I don't put no fluff in none of them. I don't have to. I just, I done did so much shit. I got a lot of shit I could talk about. <clears throat> which is blessed. I'm blessed to do that. I don't have to fluff it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how I got on with Tree. Okay. Tree is what got me in the backstages with people. And ask Red Man, ask Method Man. Them niggas will tell you the, the best weed they ever smoked they got from me. Say yeah, when say I was on yeah, Def Jam, yeah, yeah, I, fuck, I mean, them was some cool niggas. Reggie Noble, that nigga Method Man, cool niggas. God. Them niggas, Met, Method Man like. came up and down stairs at a hotel at the All-Star game when it was here. We had All-Star game. I had a hotel at the, at the Marriott. I had two pounds a weed and a scale upstairs and Method Man came up and down the stairs several times grabbing bags, my nigga. See, I'm not gonna tell you, you no fluff. It. Like nah. I bro. That's a legendary <clears throat> fucking story bro, though. Bro, and it's a real story. Say I wouldn't that. get on here and say no bullshit. Say that. Shout out Real Man Method Man and my Shout guys. Out Red like, Man, Method Man. Some of the coolest niggas I met on Def Jam. That's lit. Outside of that, DMX was a real motherfucker too. Rest in peace, DMX. Super real nigga. You hear me? When I was on Def Jam, I'm gonna be honest with you, my nigga. It was a, it was a lot of real niggas over there. Method Man, Red Man, DMX was real as fuck. Foxy was real as fuck. Mm -hmm. It was another nigga named Trigger the Gambler. I don't remember what Trigger real name was. Trigger was cool as fuck, but it was, it was some weirdos over there too. What year is it? <clears throat> this what was ninety six. Ninety six. This was ninety six. So what, what, like, what would you say? What would be like the uh, negative and per, uh, positive perspective of being signed to a label? Coming from being signed to Def Jam, how was it? For so you? for me, when I when I got action at getting on the label, I thought I was gonna be home. Nigga. Thought you was gonna be right? yep. And I had a lot of offers. I had Relativity talking some good shit, um, but Def Jam, I mean, fuck, it was Def Jam. You know what I mean? Right. It, so it it was Def Jam was less money by about two hundred thousand. I mean, the, the most money that was offered to me was by Relativity. They was talking about doing a whole bunch of shit. But I was coming off of the I Got Five on it verse. Yeah. You mm -hmm. feel me? So they had heard that. And that's what you really got, got me. That's what that got me buzzing. Mm -hmm. So um, I fuck around and chose Def Jam just because, nigga. It's Def Jam. It's who, Russell. Who you meeting with? You were meeting Russell at the time? No. So Tina Davis is who got me my deal. Okay. Right? So it's a, it's a young lady by the name of T Tina Davis. Shout out Tina right now. She works. At Empire with Ghazi. Mm -hmm. Shout out to so Tina. So Tina was an A and R at the time, and I was at a hotel. Forty had a show somewhere, and we was all in the hotel room. I think Forty might have been already performing. We was just in the hotel room fucking around, and I was playing some songs. Mm -hmm. And Tina heard some songs, and she started asking me like, "I think she asked me legit, like, yeah, just this was just shit I was recording." Got you. And she was like, "You know who is this dude?" And they was like, "That's Rich." Yeah. And then she told me, she said, hey, you if you give me some music to listen to, I'm going to take you to Def Jam. I'm going to get you signed. Yeah. I mean, she said it just like that. And that's exactly what she did. And just yeah. like that. A like, woman of her word. And she from Vallejo. You, do you Tina remember? from Vallejo. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, she, she from, from the Bay. Bay. Yeah. yeah. Say that. So that's how that happened. So growing up, like back in the day for you, Rich, like how was it like as a childhood, Rich? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you bro, could. Bro, I came up. I came up, okay, first of all, we'll just top it off with this. It's the heiress. It's different. I'm a, I'm a square, a hip square, okay? Straight up. I come from a, a blue-collar family, a mom and dad, a house in the hill. You feel me? Just a good life, mongooses, dirt bikes, mini bikes, go-karts, like all the shit. Yeah. You feel me? But my, my favorite nigga, my best friend, was from down the hill. 
say that. Willie Wright, rest in peace. So Will died when I was 17. Will was my nigga. Will brought me down the hill. And I just, man, the down the hill shit just was more fun than the, the up the hill shit. Because mm-hmm. it was a lot of square motherfuckers I fuck with from up the hill. But I mean, they wasn't doing nothing. They was, you know, the, the wildest shit they was doing was throwing house parties with a keg. And, you know, the parents didn't know about it. We had some beer. That, that's about how wild it got up there. You weren't mm-hmm. fitting in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I was fitting in. That's who I, that's who I, I'm still, I'm back to who I was now. Like, I'm still a square, mm-hmm. but I fuck with it. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Like, I just, when I went down the hill, I started chasing, getting into that, that money, like mm. hustling. And it started as, Will had a paper route. That's how I first got turned out. Me and sure. Will used to ride on the bike with the Tribune nigga, throw papers. And it went from throwing papers with me and Will to hitting meat trucks. Will, yeah, we started hitting meat trucks, my nigga. When <laughs> I got you. when I got my driver's license, my dad had gave me an Il Camino. Oh, this is back in the day day. Yeah, <laughs> and we used to drive to Hayward, me and Will. And he knew the trucks that had the freezers on them because the motor would be running. Mm-hmm. And they'd be parked all along these little back streets. And we'd go bust the lock off, open it up, and just steal all the meat that was in there. Reminds me of my Well, you going to take days. some meat. You're going to take a dead pig, too. Nah, bro. We, that's, some of that shit was bro. packaged and ready bro. to go, bro. Like, Say that. Man, we didn't open some and it'd just be half a cow's. And we'd be like, we can't do nothing with that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but no, nigga, we used to pick up big ribs, big ribs and ribeye and just, Ooh, nigga. Yeah. I remember going to my house. Now, like I said, I came up in a two-parent household. My mom was the rock of the house. Say that. My daddy was the earner, but she was the boss, clearly. You feel me? And because she just, my mom was hard body. Respect. So um, she was like, you're not bringing that shit up in here. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And my, oh, dad, that and my daddy was <laughs> like, <laughs> <"Pack."> <laughs> so he emptied the garage fridge out. And we came through the side of the house and boom. And I, I, you know, I caused a lot of shit between my parents because I was the nigga who had, if once if my mama say no, I go ask my daddy. He say, "Yeah, boom, I'm gone." Every kid like, been like that. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> but you know, I, I was just a blue collar kid, my nigga. Like, and I, I'll tell you, I was a square, but I was always edgy. I was always testy. Like, I grew up in the church. I was the nigga that went on the revivals when they thought I was asleep. I was listening to the the younger deacons talking about the broads in the choir and all. You know, I learned at an early age that it was a little the the the, the preachers wasn't everything that people thought they was. You feel mm-hmm. me? I told my mama that shit. She slapped the shit out of me. <laughs> On God. On God. Are, you, are you religious now? Uh, I'm spiritual now. Nice. There you go. Yeah, I done, I done moved into a different thing. I'm spiritual now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, because I'm they, the same way speak they, that. Just, I ain't heard they, it like that. Just based on, and we'll touch on that later, but just based on things that I have learned as a man versus things that I was told as a child. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Views differently. Perspective. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But yeah, as a kid, man, just some... Good kid, man. Uh, went to school, got good grades all the way up to the eleventh grade. When the when the dope game hit, I went down the hill again, and been down the hill ever since, my nigga. That's the thing about you—you you always gonna get out there and make some money. Come on, Brody. Come on, Brody. What impact did Tinderlinda hey, have hey. on your life? Oh, bro, you don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> what is that? Hey. Hey, so you so, <laughs> so these in. niggas will do some research. Then. Okay. <laughs> Damn, he said Tinderlinda. What impact did Tinderlinda? Hey, oh. Tinderlinda, rest in peace, boy. Hey, okay, uh, so peace, okay, so I worked peace. at McDonald's, my nigga, when I was sixteen. First job I ever had, McDonald's. Now, at sixteen, my nigga, I was maybe five one, five two. And about 90 pounds, I think that's what my ID said on me. I was a little nigga. I worked at McDonald's, bro, and I had a car that was called a Capri. Mm-hmm. It was a little like, it was like, it wasn't a foreign car, but it was like, 
It wasn't an American-made car. It was called a Capri, and they had a club called the Capri Club. And all them niggas, so most of them worked at McDonald's. Tim Linda worked there. So my Capri, niggas used to have their names painted on the back. My shit had a little spoiler. Niggas would have their names painted on the back. So my shit said Tiny 72 Capri, because that's what they used to call me, because I was hella little. I'm talking about, like, I used to be over there on fries, little as fuck, my mm-hmm. nigga. Yeah. Right? So one day I'm downstairs dressing out because at McDonald's you walk down, you walk in, you come through, go behind the little grill, you go downstairs, and that's where we used to dress out at. So I'm downstairs dressing out, my nigga. Now keeping in mind, like today, Linda would be five ten, maybe chocolate. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Long hair. She had a mole right here on her lip. Um, She had like these slanted eyes, but she just was shaped like a bottle but like tall and thick just a pretty bitch yeah. but I was I was little I'm gonna tell you how little I was nigga Linda came downstairs my nigga and we we was dressing out she dressed out right in front of me took off her street clothes and put on her Mickey D uniform and down to her panties she had bush or and I, I was <laughs> so harmless my nigga that she felt she could do that I mean, like, she stripped down to her panties and bro. Not on no freak shit. She was just getting dressed. Yep. Like, nigga, you yep. harmless, you little nigga. I'm finna put these clothes on. Yep. And that, that's what turned me into the monster I am today on a bitch. And we'll talk about that in another <laughs> segment. <laughs> but no, yeah, no. Hey, hey, that no. impact. I'm that just that trying to impact. clock in and go to work, man. Because hey, she wouldn't do that today. Mm-hmm. No, she wouldn't do me. I wouldn't let her do me like that today. But no, Tinder Linda gave me the name Richie Rich, my nigga. Oh. So she told me. She said, why you let these people call you tiny? Nigga, I know who you are. I know you live up on the hill. You don't even need this job. Blah, blah, blah. So she, she said, nigga, your name ain't tiny, nigga. Your name Richie Rich. Mm. That's respect. Now, this the bitch who just, rest in peace. This the lady, the chick, who just stripped down in front of me and didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. And she gave me that name. I was honored, my nigga. Fact. <laughs> fact. Hey, I, was fact. Honored. I was honored. Fact. Hey, yeah. nigga. I left work that day. night, called the dude the next morning who painted the shit on the back. He came and removed it, and that nigga put Richie Rich on the back. Right and there. the rest is history. And I wasn't even rapping then. To this day. So the Richie Rich was not a handle I picked up from rap. Linda named me that, and I rocked with it. And I'll be honest with you, I tell niggas this all the time. It would have been much easier to be Louie Lou. Or, or Jeffy Jeff, <laughs> or, or you know, anybody but Richie Rich. Yeah. Because now I got a ball. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. I got a ball. Like, yeah, I got to get that paper. Because why would you come buy my record if you was having more money than me? That's and true. I'm calling myself Richie Rich. That's the way I looked at it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nigga, if, if I'm going to be Richie Rich, I got... And I've been chasing them R's my whole life, catching cases and, and, and bouncing back and bloom, bloom, just trying to... It done been times when, nigga, one of the R's fell off. And it just was rich, nigga. That's respect. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. And niggas might have thought it was still double R, but it didn't got it didn't got tight. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. anybody that hustle, anybody that really fuck with it in their life go like this, my nigga. Yeah. Hills and valleys, hills and valleys. Now, yeah, the perspective of the people, they might see it a different way. But, nigga, it done been a few times when it was just one R on deck. You know, and I, nigga, thought it was over. Now, how you bounce back to those times? Man, in them times, you just keep fucking with it. You keep digging. And then you be out on a walk. You fuck around. You ever be just outside walking? And you see something. You look. You like what the fuck is that? And you dig. You be like, oh shit. Yeah. What's that R, nigga. You dust that motherfucker off. <laughs> shit. Real quick. Yeah. Get back to the house and boom. You feel me? Say that. Quick too. But yeah, Say I mean, that. any real hustler know, bro. It's never all gravy, my nigga. It's never. It just. It ain't gonna never. And nothing you do is not just gonna be great all the time. If it is, you're extremely blessed. Mm. You hear me? That's true. No, I'm listening to that one for sure. Biggest advantage and disadvantage as for a young artist coming out of the Bay right now? Um, Disadvantage is going to be, it's so many artists who done came out of here who've done horrible business. This is my, this is going to be my, this might not be law, but this is the way I see it. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of motherfuckers who are super talented from around here. But we also have done a lot of bad business. When I say bad business, I'm just saying, as far as, you know, when when we came up, it was only a few motherfuckers getting it, and business was really key. And I'll be honest with you, my business wasn't as good as it could have been, as good as it should have been. Niggas like 40 had great business. Mm-hmm. Niggas like Short had great business. You mm-hmm. The niggas who on top, it's not just because of talent. It's because they got great business. The people who handling their businesses is, is handling business. And what happened in the Bay is, I'm going uh, to give you an example. It was a lot of artists who got hot and had obligations to do shows and, and didn't show up, had obligations just to do, because you got to do a bunch of the PR free shit. Of course. You feel me? Of course. Which, which, to to yeah. break through, you yeah. got to. Yep. It's going to be times to. you're going to have to get up and come do this. Yep. You know, at seven in the morning. Then leave this and go do something else. For free. Yeah, for free. Mm-hmm. For the F. And a lot of niggas get bigger than themselves and get to feeling like, man, I ain't going to go do that shit and blah, blah. And that's an intricate part of it. And what happens is shit, the smell of shit never goes away in the music industry. Because as soon as you shit, on one motherfucker, they let other motherfuckers know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that motherfucker, you know he, and that shit, it, and motherfuckers be watching for it. You feel me? So I've watched a lot of artists from here do bad business, and it's costing the new generation. I'm talking about niggas in my era. You know what okay. I mean? And the era, the era that came after me. So it's costing the new niggas. You know. And another thing, bro, is like I tell niggas this all the time, bro. People are always like, what can we do to bring the bay back? We got to get this motherfucker back lit. Mm-hmm. We gonna always have a lot of talent coming from here. But what a nigga gotta understand is, and I was telling the nigga this the other day. If you got a racetrack, right? Mm-hmm. You got an oval racetrack. Fuck it, with Indianapolis or, or we at Talladega. Fuck it, yes sir. Right? And laps. <laughs> right? Talladega. If you get the 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 pole position, you coming off the pole. You the first car, right? Mm-hmm. By law, you should be the first car to cross the finish line. You left the, the start line first. You hear me? Now, what I mean by that is the Bay Area got Oakland got the game first. I told you I, I left high school in the 11th grade. It was 82, my nigga. The dope came here first. The first piece of rock cocaine was whipped up here. Mm-hmm. 
Not in New York. Not in L.A. Not in Detroit. It was whipped up here, my nigga. Mm. You feel me? I was there. I saw it. I was one of the niggas whipping it up. Pioneer. The game was co-wrote, my nigga. You hear me? So what I tell niggas is this. By law, when you start off first, you're supposed to finish first. Mm -hmm. And as hard as that may sound for an up-and-coming artist, this, this region has already reached its peak in the music industry. It was the too short era, the E40, the MC Hammer. That's when labels were interested in what was going on here. This is a small market, my nigga. Damn. It's not really a big market. You feel me? That's when Def Jam came to get me. Right around that time when this market was being exploited. That's the way the music industry works. They exploit markets. So they're like a they're like a helicopter and they're flying over markets. They started in New York, old school hip hop. The helicopter is over here. Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel, blah, blah. They ain't over here. It's niggas in LA rapping. The helicopter can't see over there yet. And the helicopter start moving. Boom, it moved to the West Coast. Boom. And it, it highlights this over here. Mm -hmm. well, you hear me? LA, Easy E, blah, blah, blah. You feel me? Ice T. It's flying over there. Niggas in the Bay rapping ain't getting no love. Well, helicopter comes here. Oh, what's going on over here? They got two short in here. They got Hammer. You know, they got E40 in the Bay Area. Richie mm -hmm. Rich, let's grab this. So what they do is their goal is to exploit the market, meaning, I'm going to come in. I'm the label. You're going to tell me who's hot around here. Mm. I'm going to sign him. And I'm going to put him on songs with the rest of the big artists that I own on this label. Get him a feature from them to get him the exposure. All in attempts to get his people from his region to buy his record. Mm. And that makes us money. Yeah. Now we're exploiting this market. Now, once they exploited the market, and then all that bad business I told y'all about start happening. The helicopter moves over. This whole time, the South Atlanta. ain't getting no action. Mm -hmm. The South was our fans. The South was buying West Coast music because they, they wasn't giving them niggas no action at getting on, right? Then the South gets on, right? Boom, now the helicopter's over there. And it's still in the South. It ain't left. <laughs> it ain't left. You know why? Because the South is huge. Mm -hmm. it was, they were the last people to get on. And they still supporting each other. They mm -hmm. got giant ghettos. Mm -hmm. They got cities that's big, bigger, that got more sales that they can get out of than some states. Mm -hmm. And then they finally got a nigga to get on the mic and sound like they sound. So they supporting that now. They yeah. support their own niggas. So when you see niggas that they region is hot, it's not only because them niggas is snapping and they, they dropping dope shit. That's where the machine is at. That's where the label is at. That's where the machine that's making that music get from their studio to your radio, to your phone. The machine you call in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. Polygram used to have the biggest machine. Then Interscope had a real good machine. You know what I mean? Like anything coming out of there is going to hit. That's like right now, the boys, what you call them? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. What's their name? Uh, uh, the niggas over there with that little <clears throat> baby is with. What's the QC? Uh, QC. QC. Man, them niggas got the machine Sheesh. right now. Yes. They got the machine and they putting out dope shit through the machine. Mm -hmm. Yep. You feel me? Yeah. I'm telling you, those machines only last so long because you, you know what? Because every 
a key figure in the music industry, and it's a few of them, they all want to eat, and they split it. They let themselves, so that this this house will be eating like a motherfucker, and then it'll fade off, and it'll be on somebody else. Mm-hmm. It used to be T-Pain and Akon. Yeah. Then it was cash money now. So you we know that. So it's 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 weird, man. But it's 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 that's how I rock. Mm-hmm. When uh when you went around and you got signed, when you actually came up and you got signed to Def Jam, right? What was it like for you actually when you went back home, having to apply apply that whole mindset? Like you know, I'm not just out here just being Richie Rich. You know, this and the third. How was what was the mindset and ambition for you when that happened? My shit stayed street, bro. <laughs> that was my problem. My mindset stayed. In the street. That's the I problem? Ne- that was my problem. That's why I didn't take it to the next level. You feel me? Because my mindset stayed. I was like, shit, I'm I'm telling my story via your label. You know what I mean? But it was crazy to drive down the street and see billboards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like In your they, city. Yeah. Because once Def Jam endorsed the nigga, <laughs> that's when it got good. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people, it's all perception, my nigga. Yeah, we better take a shot. You it's, better take a shot. Yeah, it's all it's perception, my nigga. You feel me? Cheers, Rich. BSP. BSP, you, you already know. Yeah, Salute. for real. It's all perception. Salute. And when the fact that I was doing music and fucking with Def Jam, you know, my region, they loved that because it was like we own. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And back to what y'all saying with the youngsters, like, it's some talented motherfuckers out here. But the difference between now and when I was coming up is now most of the people are independent. And you're supposed to be able to make a big enough buzz to do your thing. A lot of these niggas that we listen to ain't on no majors. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But they get that super support because they on the other side of the world where the ghettos are bigger. Like around here, it's it's small knit. True. You know? And True. and niggas is separate. That's the that's what fucks the Bay Area up. Everybody is so separate. And we don't fuck with them niggas. I don't fuck with them niggas. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. And it's easier to to knock a door down. Too. It's easier to knock a door down when, when y'all together. You feel me? So we had that problem in my era. Now, so it was hard for you is what you're saying. Like, I mean, you had yeah. the billboards, but yeah. like, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was because the thing is, I'm transitioning, right? And I'm walking the fine line of niggas like, okay, you a street niggas, you a rap nigga now. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I was really both. You hear me? I was I was still trapping. I never stopped grinding. I never put the bag down. I n- I just couldn't let that motherfucker go. So what I gotta say is, which one came first, Let's Ride or I Got Five on It? I got five on it is what got me the Def Jam deal. So okay, I got so five on it came first. Bam. So what happened is I caught the ca- half thing case. This is where it started. I got caught with the half a kilo, right? And the, I came home from jail. I hadn't had no music out, but old school four one five. And shit like that that I was re- releasing independent. Yeah. When I caught the half thing case, I came home. Boom. That's when I was fucking with Tupac. He had just had the Me Against the World album he was working on. Yeah. And he put me on heavy in the game. Okay, now E-40 was working on a new album too. E-40 wanted me on a record. But I was still under contract with the dude from Fo- who had put the money up for 415 when we was a group. And he had it set up to where I couldn't do no work. Because I wasn't fucking with them no more. So he was threatening to sue anybody that I fucked with. I think I told this story before. What year is so this again? Is it... This is, let me see. This has got to be 
95? Now, what does that mean that he had to sign debts where you can't do no work? So basically, you got a contract, right? You an executive producer. You're going to put up money for him to be a rapper. You know, you're going to pay for the beats and all the shit. Well, he signed to you. Yes, sir. So then what happened was how I fell out with my producer was I caught the half thing case. And I called him from in there to tell him I needed to be bailed out. And the nigga answered the phone and said, nigga, don't call me, nigga. I'm asleep and hung up the phone. Oh, get that. Oh, nah. Yeah. But this was supposed to have been like my guy, right? Fact. And I was it like, is, yeah. I was like, wow. So that's what led to me not doing no more business with dude. So he had put me in a situation to where he still got me under contract. So anything I do, he can interfere with that. He can either get paid on it or he can stop it. Cause legally I'm signing him. Yeah. That's that's the trick about going to a but label. These niggas still ain't helping you though. Hey, but that a piece of paper, paper my nigga. It's on paper. Yeah, a piece of paper. Yeah. And, and yeah. yeah, so I was hung up like that. Okay. But what happened was, Pac was like, "I want you on this album, right?" And so, I told Pac, I was like, "Well, dude got me under contract, and he gonna probably try to sue a nigga." Pac was like, "I don't give a fuck. He gonna have to sue me. Let's get in the booth." So that's when we did heavy in the game. Right, so then, like I said, Forty yeah. was doing an album, and Forty wanted me on a record too, and I presented the situation to Forty, and Forty went the other route, which I felt was the smarter route because I know this guy. Forty was like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna still put you on a record, but just don't not we not gonna have you do a whole verse." So that's that song where he say, "What's the definition of?" I say, "What's the definition of a lick?" And he mm-hmm. said, "Taking the nigga shit." Mm-hmm. I say, "Put that on something." He say, "I put that on the click." Mm-hmm. So. That's all I said on that record due to the situation I was in. Because 40 was going to put me on that song, mm-hmm. Dusted and Disgusted. Damn. Right? Hopefully. So, bam. So, that's how that went. What the hell? I didn't even know that that yeah. was actually going to be something. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, what? And I, wanted, and I wanted it. I was there. I was right. I wanted it on that record. <laughs> Nigga, that Dusted and Disgusted was crazy. <laughs> what, do you think, right. what do you think about when you listen back to old music like that? It's crazy because what it does, it shows. I got a photogenic mem- uh, photographic memory so I can see. That studio session. Like, them used to be the sessions, my nigga. Cause and those are real now, sessions, because nowadays you hear artists. You shit, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Man, back then, niggas used to fly in, my nigga, come out, get in the studio, get high, right, and fuck with it. Yeah. Damn. God damn it. Yeah, it was dope. How long would you times? be in the studio? Like, how long? Like, I seen somebody post today that I was in the studio for like eight hours, and that was like, you know, a viral thing. Right. But like, how long so, was y'all in the studio back well, in the day? Well, what we used to do was we used to do 12-hour lockouts. We used to come to the studio, 12 noon, be out at midnight. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. And then studio time was so expensive back then, and like I said, somebody else was paying for it. So it got to the point where he was like, y'all write y'all raps at home, and then just have them ready when you get to the studio. Hey, that. So that's how a nigga got sharp. Like, I don't spend a lot of time in the studio. I write my raps. I come to the studio, lay them, and I'm out. You feel me? Yes, sir. But now I got my own studio. I can just lay around in that motherfucker. There you before, go. when you have to pay for studio time, you know. You punch in or you go straight? What? Tell your shit. I need to, I need to hear it. Come on. What do you go? Do, I don't. <laughs> I don't do no punch. And I, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see something. Hold on. 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 He's like, Eddie, your first take was was money. He said, but I, I just used to say, do it again, because you you just go harder. Oh, God. Right? That's the engineers yeah. that yeah. people need. People don't realize. Yeah. 
Hey, Brody. What's up with my guy? Yes, hey. sir. Hey, check this out. I'm uh I'm doing an interview, man. I'm a, I got you on the spot. Yes, sir. You live on on, on the BSP. No, this is my guy. I just met this guy. Okay. Right? Shout so, out. Yeah, so this this is this guy is I just met this guy. He's a producer. You hear me? Check this out, bro. Them songs that we did at Be Legit Studio, right? Yeah. When it was time for me, because they just asked me when I record, do I punch? <laughs> Did you did I did, I, did nah. I punch anything or was them things one takes? Straight through one take, Jake. You hear me? Sheesh. Yeah, come on, man. And we, we, and we don't play no games. Yes, you hear sir. me? Tell them your name, man. We you on here? Tell them who you is. I'm gonna I'm gonna clue y'all in because y'all can pull up one of his videos. Yeah, boy, Thanks. going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Tell them who you is, Brody. Uh, JPZ, artist, producer, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm out here in the Bay Area. Uh, produced for E40, Yo Gotti, NBA Youngboy. Yes, sir. Golf, where, boost, be legit. where can they find you on uh, social media? JPZ, RTB, three letters. JPZ, RTB. RTB, yeah, JPZ. You got him. Yeah. You going to get him on. All right, boy. Love you, my dude. I'm on. I'm be on you. Okay, it's good. All right, one. So I just worked with him for the first time. Yes, sir. And he was like, damn, double you going that thing. You in and you out. I'm like, nigga, I mean... I've been doing it for so long. Like, it's like a basketball player. If you can't hit 10 free throws right now and you're a pro, like, goddamn. I, I Working was, with him and him saying to you, saying that to you in the in the new area that we at right now, you know, what's what's the biggest thing that you feel that a producer needs to be able to have? Because has anybody ever told you, like, the advice, or not the advice, but the, right. what he said to you in the ways that he did? Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Are you talking about Darren, the one who told me I could do it, do it better and whatever? Yeah. Well, see, Darren, but you made, were, he said you were good the first time. Though. Yeah, he you know made me who I am though, because he kept pushing me. Okay. You feel me? Okay. He kept push, I mean, because he used to always be like, "Do it one more time," but that's why our first project was so icy. Thank you. Because thank you. And, and this is the thing, bro. I'm gonna tell you what what I see hurting a lot of young artists now from my region is they're the biggest thing in they camp. So there's nobody there to say, bro, that ain't it. Or or you could do it a little bit better than that. You know what I mean? Everything goes. My nigga, I'm going to be honest with you. I got more songs that I recorded that I haven't put out than I got that I have put out. Mm. Now, is that because of what? Every because- song just don't make it, bro. Like, I got, I'm, I'm, my critique level is like, you know what I mean? Now, why not? And that it- could be a bad thing. Like, right now, I got records that I could just put out that's old, that nobody never heard, that's still dope. It's just like. For me back then, like it was competition. As a rapper, it was like it was me versus whoever. Like it wasn't no features back then. Like when LL Cool J dropped his record, it was all LL, yeah. right? 
Mm-hmm. And then another nigga drop his record. You feel me? Too short. It'll be all too short. So it's like, who is the, the dopest nigga? Not who got the most friends, who got the most features. You feel me? And I'm not knocking the feature game. I'm just telling you how we came up. So it was like a sport. Yes, sir. My nigga, it was, mm-hmm. it was me against you. You feel me? And for me, it's still a sport. If you put me on a record, I'm going to eat your ass up. That's just that's just how I was raised. And we could be best friends, just like Kobe and somebody on the hoop court. Nigga, we at the club, we Louis fucking with it, but on this, on, this, on this wood, my nigga. <laughs> that's on, on this wood. And, these and, that's why, and that's why niggas will be like, if you put Rich on a song, like, have your shit together, because he going he gonna to go there. Thanks. But that's what I'm supposed to do, because yeah. that's how I came up. I came up in a group, 415. I had a, a partner. His name was d mm-hmm. To me, d was the better rapper. So he would write his verse, lay it, and I'd be like, damn. That would make me have to turn my shit in. It was just constant competition. Yeah, you feel me? It was never just no laid back. Oh, here it is. This shit dope. Like, you don't know how many times. Nigga, back then, we used to erase raps, nigga. How about that? How about turn your pencil over and erase some shit and write some shit over? Mm. See, I go way back yeah. with this shit. Yeah, like it. You You damn near still looking at what you wrote down type shit, right? No, do you feel you're more polished now than you were back in the nineties? Yeah, to me, yeah, because now my flow back then wasn't all that great, but people seem to like the shit. But yeah, I think I'm way more polished now. That's crazy, bro. That's awesome. Gross, gross. That brings me to mind. I gotta ask because you are a pioneer in the industry. What are some things that you wish you that you wish you realized or learned a lot sooner in the industry? To listen. And uh, and see, one thing about me, bro, it was hard to tell me something. You feel me? Like, when I say hard to tell me something, like, from the label standpoint, you know, like, I was hard-headed, bro. Like, That's what makes you who you are. Yeah, and, and I'm glad I was hard-headed because, bro, it was a lot. That shit, I'll be honest with you, stardom in that field was not for me. That's just It just wasn't for me. It's something I did, something I could have did. I still feel like I could have got in on with the best of them, my nigga. Like for real, Talk your bar shit. for bar, yeah, for real. Like, Talk your shit. I don't, I don't. It's nobody out there. Like, I'm the type of nigga. If you put me in there with a nigga, whatever he do, I'm, I'm a, I'm a do that. I go sign it. Yeah, I don't I give a fuck who, who it is. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I used to. I mean, you know, like a, a real rap nigga's dream is to get on tracks with niggas who gas. You know what I mean? Just so it's like, okay, now you got me next to this, so you, you can see what this is. But um, it's a lot of shit that happened to like. I lost a lot of close friends to the music industry. Uh, R.I.P. Shakir Stewart, R.I.P. Tupac. Like, my little niggas, these was like young niggas, like, that was my guys, bro. Niggas who I gave a whole lot of game to. And I watched them niggas lose their lives playing this game. It's a dangerous game, my nigga. See? And that's where I turned back into the square, where I can see, I can see the shit that the, the the average nigga might not see because I came up in the church going like I was well rounded like I did it all my nigga art class nigga nigga yeah. played the trumpet and all the yeah with drums all the bullshit like uh, I did bro. it all Respect. built mini bikes go karts like I'm a well rounded nigga yeah I done fucked with it you feel me you niggas just see me do donuts in a photo Chevy <laughs> just nigga. seen that shit <laughs> just seen them do donuts in a photo <laughs> in a photo like, Chevy yeah. <laughs> uh, a stock seventy two yeah. not Fact. no LS a stock seventy two with a four fifty four that we just put a carburetor on yeah. nigga just swung figure eight but no figure eight hey. For real. And the tires crying like a motherfucker. <laughs> That's how you can tell it ain't no horsepower. That motherfucker talking about. <laughs> but that motherfucker oh, was getting yeah. dumb. Okay. Hey. Hold on. What was it? Talking about styles. 
I say everybody got a style. What's your style in cars and bikes, bro? Um, you know you be into well, it. I fuck, go. you know what? I fuck with old schools. I'm a town nigga, so my favorite cars is always gonna be Cougars and Cutlasses and Mustangs and Chevelles okay. and you know Chevys and shit like that. Um, I'm a gold one in Vogue type nigga. I'm old school. Like I, I got four Gs on some of my shit. I play foreign shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, I play the four Gs. I just like slick shit. Like if you see any of the shit that I post. I don't post a lot of my cars no more because it didn't got dangerous, man. You play really? on that internet, niggas will be crawling through your window. Talk I mean, shit, man. Yeah, on God, bro. Like, I mean, it, it didn't got different. But, like, I well, fuck with cars. My style, though, is like, is I like old school. Like, Oakland old school. Going in Vogue. You know what I mean? Shit like that. What's the story behind the Machiavelli bike? Well, I built a Tupac bike. I had an idea to build a bike. Uh... <coughs> My white boy partners was building these bikes that was hella dope, and they were stretched. They was like road glides. They was raked. Some of them had 23s on them. Some of them had 26s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he built one with a 30 on it. I seen one with a 30. I was like, oh, wow. Damn. So I was like, oh, wow. I want to build one of them, right? <laughs> yeah. So I had him start building the bike, but the original idea was for the bike to, it was going to be Tupac on one side, Biggie on the other side, and the bike was going to be all candy orange, right? Dude said he could pull it off. So we start buying the parts, the metal, the fenders, the stretch bags, all the shit. And when it got to paint time, the airbrush dude, I had gave him all the pictures that I had pulled a Pac and all the pictures that I pulled a Big. And I was just cool. It was going to be just like the East Coast, West Coast beef on a bike. You feel me? And um, because I respect Big and Pac. Like yep. Pac used to be hot with me about that. But I met Big. I saw Biggie weed. <laughs> God damn, yeah, Rich. I saw Biggie some ounces, my nigga, at, uh, at Southern Cafe on East 14. He was with Lil C's. Them niggas Southern pulled up. Southern Cafe? Out, yeah. You know what you're talking about? I never about? told y'all that story. You never so heard niggas story? really know when they, yeah. back in, when they touch down in the town, nigga. They... Well, this, it was a fluke. I bumped in the big, but yeah. But I was, this, every time you see me, I'm sacked up. It Take. wasn't a lie. Like, I used to have sacks on me. All right. Y'all saw Big Weed, but like, I respect Big's raps. I mean, that nigga was nice. You know, and, and uh, you know, I know... Pac was adamant about, like, how he felt about dude, you know? But that don't take away the talent. I mean, and Pac used to be hot with me, like, if I even mentioned anything about Big or whatever. But I'm a grown man, like... So what was it like, growing, uh, you know, doing those tracks with Tupac back that day? Like, if somebody... Bro, if you could give a story for the... Like, from, like me, shit, please. Just, like, it's give me just it's pressure, right? Because Tupac's personality is... Go hard, go fast. You know what I mean? We in the studio, we blowing, we fucking with it. It was just a continuous, like, I don't know, it's weird, like, doing music with Pac ain't like we going to the studio to do, see, the way I know you hear it and see it is like Richie Rich and Tupac finna do a song. But that ain't how it felt on the on this side of it. Yes, sir. On this side of it, it was like you and him, if you and him went and did a song. Because y'all just episode. homies. Yeah, y'all just homies. Yeah. You, you know, and then y'all become Tupac and Richie Rich. See? And then it's like Tupac and Richie Rich did a song. Gotcha. But see, like, people used to always ask me, hey, you got any pictures of you and Pac? You got any old pictures of y'all? And I'll be like, I got a few pictures, but not many. Because, like, nigga, do you, you and your homies just be walking around taking, let's take some pictures. No, nigga, we partners. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, we... You know, we fucking with it. We talking about that, too. Yeah, but like, like, we real homeboys like this. this, Yeah, you know, we don't, we just wasn't taking pictures or no shit like that. But no, the studio with him is going to be, it's all gas, no break, because he writes fast and he likes to work. He don't like to lax and bullshit. So if he pull up, he has somebody pull up a beat, he going to be like, oh, he over there writing. 
I don't watch this nigga do a song in maybe 20 minutes, pull up the beat, he start, he write one verse, go in there and lay it, come out while he listening to that one. Boom, pin a second one, go in and lay that. Boom, lay the hook, all the shit. Boom, he don't have nothing else for the tail end of it. He'd be like, on to the next. They pull up another beat. He already had wrote something. He laying that. Then he might come out the booth like he did on NIGGA. He come out the booth and he like, hey, Rich, you want to get on this one? I'm like, what you want to do? He says, shit, anything. Let's just talk about how how we fuck with bitches. You know how we do like, bitch, I don't want to be your man. I just want to be your nigga type shit. (laughs) I was like, all right. So they pulled the beat up. He writing. He write a verse. He come out. You got yours? And I'm I'm like, damn near done. Come on, come on. He go over there. He start writing his third verse. That's what type of nigga he is. Now, if his third verse get done before you get done with yours, he'll go in there and lay it. And he Mm. might tell you, well, don't worry about it. Get on the next one. Because he moving. And any nigga who done worked with him can. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Attest to that. That's just how he did shit. It wasn't no, and he was one of them niggas. If you laid some shit on there, and then when you listened to it, you didn't like it, and you was like, "Let me write something else." Mm-mm. That's what you put on there. That's what's on there. Rich. Let's go to the next. Y'all when broke, say y'all so broke up people, the y'all broke up the word N I G G A as if it had an acronym for he, what each, he did. Each, that I'm just, all, hey. all, all, all I did was wrote my verse. He did all that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, hey, what does it mean, though? No. Rich, when I say <laughs> so many people quote. Don't cheat yourself. Instead, treat yourself in this Damn, game, bro. Man. You feel me? That's a classic, man. Yeah, that's that's that shit right there. You can ride out with spoke coat to get your lobster and crab, because all I got is conversation and the gang of stab. And I'm going to listen when it hurts. I'm going to hang out, but never save. Smoke okay. blunts, but lead them stunts up to super day. I'll be your nigga as long as you can understand that I's the nigga. And spoke coat can be the man. man. You whine and dine, but me and you, we whine and grind. And when I'm on the field, keep him on the sideline. Oh, no. yeah, <laughs> we just got the exclusive. Oh, boy. Dude, I just me? sit there and wait, man. Okay. Yeah, that's gas. You have a, uh, a song you're most proud of? You got a lot of hits, man. You know what? Don't Do It was the first record that I wrote. Great question. I dropped that off back in the day. That, that came out on my first independent record. And later on in your show, maybe I'll pull it up one day and you can listen to it. It's a powerful fucking record because it's the truth. And it was about telling niggas not to sell dope because I was selling it. And the way I was feeling, because I, like I told you, I came from church and the good shit right to the trapping. So I had a lot of, I had a lot of guilt shit going on at first. You feel me? I mean, I told a story one time. I did all my wrong as right as I could. I never served no pregnant ladies, and plenty of them used to come to the spot. I never served no kids. Um, I passed up on a lot of money. I never, dope fiends who ran off with shit, I never stomped no dope fiends out. Like, I mean, I can actually sit here and tell you I ain't never killed nobody. Like, I'm a good nigga, bro. Like, so what I do is I, I did my dirt as clean as I could do it. I did it on my terms. It was a lot of shit that I was taught. Like, when this happened, nigga, this is how you got to move. You feel me? And I was like, okay, straight. But I mean, in my life, I mean, it's I'm gonna move the way I move. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Was and then I caught a case doing it. 
<laughs> caught the half thing case. It came right out of don't do it oh, and caught man. a half thing case. But then it transitions. The business don't stop, man. You get out and what you say, you gotta, you gotta, we got a coffee company now that we gotta be able to advertise and get out there throw stories for the people. Said great yeah. segment. I was gonna hey. say, is there uh, was there a mentor uh going into the business mindset? No, let me tell you what happened with the business shit, bro. Like I, I usually stumble up on it. Damn near everything that happened to me, just I stumble up on it. I ain't gonna even lie. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I be sitting here architecting all this fly shit. Let's go. But um, a lot of shit just fall in the niggas' lap, bro. Like the coffee shit is something I jumped in, and I'm just learning. Um, it's a lot of money in that game, man. You gotta have a lot of money to play, but it's a good business. But I'll be honest with you, like I'm fucking with the Frenchies heavy. I'm breeding these dogs. Mm. Um, I do see that actively yeah, all the time. I yeah, do. but they so, fired too. Yeah, Y'all need to go check them out yeah. for sure. Yeah, Frenchie's Coffee and Cannabis is really what I've been playing on. And what I like about them three businesses is, and this is going to segue us into this political shit because I know we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Wrote it down. Those are businesses that you can run off grid because the dog game, you know, you ain't niggas ain't you ain't gotta go to the bank and get no cashier's check to buy no fucking Frenchie. Like it's a it's a cash game. I like playing in cash games. The the pot game, even though it's legal, it's cash. Mm-hmm. When we drop that batter off, they take you in the back and they put the money counter on the thing and they pull them stacks out. They're trying and, to regulate and, it though. And they, they, oh, they regulate it, but it's still when you drop off tree, you pick up cash. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Mm-hmm. And ain't no checks in the cannabis game. They trying to institute that. I don't know how well that's going to work. But, you know, if you got a hot commodity, it's, it's a cash game. And and the coffee is different. But the thing that's good about the coffee game is they coming today, tomorrow, the next day, and the day after that to get that coffee. Right. You hear me? See Starbucks lines every right. day. Hey, bro, I wish I would have gotten to a lot of this shit earlier. You hear me? Because right now the world is, you know, it's looking like it's 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 looking real grim out there for a nigga who I feel for a motherfucker who just trying to figure out how he gonna get up and and get out there and conquer something mm-hmm. and touch a big old bag with the I mean shit, bag. bag. You hear me? What was the uh what was the, what was the unexpected event that really changed life for you? I don't mm-hmm. know my, my mom's death when my mom died. See, I don't have no parents. My dad died when I was fit when in, in condolences, my by the way. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. My dad died in '84. I was 17. That same time, Will got killed. Um, then my mom died in '13. So it's a fool, cause like I tell people all the time, like I, I I'm a fool with females who don't fuck with them. I don't fuck with my mama no more. I'd be like, check this out, bro. Like I don't know what y'all going through, but it's a different feeling when you don't have no parents. You feel me? Especially for a nigga like me, because I had parents. Mm-hmm. That might be different for a motherfucker who ain't had no parents to not have no parents. But I had parents. So for me, it was just always able to pick up the phone, call mom, you know what I mean, or some shit like that. When my mom died, it was like, nigga, I got two kids. I got a daughter and a son. And it was like, damn, okay, so now I'm the last line of defense. So I can't be as like wild as I used to be. I used to get real squirrely because, you know, my family was back there, mm-hmm. you know. They go to jail and they got somebody you can call, boom, boom, come grab, boom, 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 send me, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Yes, you know sir. you you know you good. Yes, sir. You feel me? So that that probably would be the, because the, then it was, it put me in a position to where every move got to count. You feel me? 
every move from from that point on. And I caught a case after my mama died. Bam, like, mm. you feel me? But I mean, one thing about it, my nigga, I tell any nigga, they they throw the adversity at the the, the niggas who can take it. You feel me? Yeah. Adversity ain't nothing to shy away from, my nigga. You got a nigga who ain't never been through nothing. It's cause he 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 ain't chosen to do nothing. You hear me? Yeah, it, it, they test shit, you, bro. bro. He ain't been chosen shit. to do nothing, my nigga. That's why it's been. History that's not shows always, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's still on, a lot, bro. though. Like, yeah, you know I mean, still it, a lot, every though. now and then, it's a chance you might have some motherfuckers that's smart get unscathed. But I'm telling you, bro, the tests are thrown at the motherfuckers that's gonna be chosen to do something, my nigga. It's proven, and they got to see what you made of, it's my nigga. Proven. You hear me? Damn, yeah, damn that's on some whole other shit. I do. We ain't gonna give it all to you deep breath, bro. We ain't gonna. We ain't gonna give it all to y'all tonight. Facts. Let's take a deep breath. You ready? If y'all on the road, bro, y'all chilling on the couch over here writing y'all notes, bro. uh, Keep your eyes open. This is a segment we like to call TPH time. This is where we dive into the mind of a true PH. This is where we get into the mind of a true pothead. You feel me? Right. So let's take a quick deep breath. If y'all, I like to just, you feel me, appreciate a deep breath. You never, you know what I'm saying, can get it and take a knot. See, I needed one in that moment. I was getting out of hand. See, the alcohol is kicking in. There we go. But this is a, a question. I really just want to get out of the rich, bro, to be honest. What is your perspective on this new term that we call level up? Level up. Level up? That's what? like when that's what they be saying. I heard, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, because like, cause like, so, like I done heard it in songs. Like, yeah, I, I leveled up and got up, blah, blah, blah. So I guess yep. leveling up is like... Getting your shit together, nigga. Getting getting on the level, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like it because one thing about leveling up, you're going to be held accountable, my nigga. See, and I'll be honest with you. It's easy to ride in the slow lane, my nigga, because mm-hmm. ain't nobody driving fast over here. See, but them other cruising. three lanes, niggas is riding. Get out so the your way. Shit, yeah, your shit got to be running. Your brakes got to be good, and you got to be able to. If you ever notice driving on, I'm I drive. I'm a rider. I fuck with cars. You ever notice driving the freeway is like being a running back, nigga? You gotta see the holes. <laughs> Boom! I'm That's bounced true. through there. Boom! I'm bounced through there. And then it's every true. now and then, people to just trap you in. You be like, bitch, I can't get it. Y'all got to stop. You feel me? A nigga can't get. It. And they'll just do that, like, or you'll be getting in the motherfucker, just get over and sleep on purpose. You be like, what the fuck? So yeah, I'm gonna tell you something about leveling I did not up. I think nigga. about that. I'm going to tell you something about leveling up. It's different for every individual. And that's where motherfuckers get it fucked up. Because motherfuckers assume that it's one way for everything. What worked for you might not work for your man. And you niggas might be best friends. And you niggas might be chasing the same dream because that's you niggas fuck with it. My man just did it and it's rocking and we finna... And it just might not... You feel me? Mm-hmm. So to level up, you got to... It's, it's whatever works for you, my nigga. I tell niggas that in all aspects of life. Do you. Mm-hmm. Nigga, don't do nobody else. Because the nigga, see your, you'll see your partner doing something working, and you'll be like, I'm finna do that shit. Bro, that shit working for him. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that. Let it be happy for him. But nigga, don't be afraid to go do you a thing. Because what if, real, his thing, what if his thing play out, and you doing it too, then both of y'all should... Well, if you doing your thing and his his thing play out, you can be like, hey, Brody, I'm good over here. I got you. Boom. And he can get back on his thing. Fact. It's okay to be different. Right now, we are in the era of all the same. All, all the, same. the niggas look the same. Uh, and I'm going to just say it because I don't give a fuck. Niggas right now got more hairstyles than bitches. 
Yeah, I said it. He said it. Niggas Damn. right now, niggas right now got more hairstyles. You seen Usher hairstyle? And, and, guess, and guess what they gonna say in the comments? You just mad because you don't have nigga. This is a hairstyle. They gonna say that too. Yeah. And, hey, and, 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 and look at Michael Jordan. No, I'll tell the real <laughs> story, nigga. Relax. I'll tell the story. I remember when I cut my hair off. My shit was going back, nigga, in, in the corners, nigga. God damn it. No. I, said, I, you know fear, that day, I, Ridge, said any, I fear that day, I said anything that don't want to fuck with me, I don't want to fuck with. <laughs> and so I went and got a cut, told him to cut that shit with a one, reverse. He went reverse. I went home. I took my T-liners. Wham, I knocked that shit off. Mm. And I've been rocking it ever since. Ever I don't since. say that because I wish I could have any of them hairstyles. I'll be honest with you. But if you could have a hairstyle, what would it be? It still be the Caesar. It, nah, it still be the low fade taper. You know, won't dipping. I used to be dipping, okay, my nigga. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I was. I used to dip, my nigga. You hear me? I was waved the fuck up. I'm up. We see. I can pull but, it up. Is hey, it? But look, nah. When and I say that to say this, man. That it's just. I just don't remember niggas being that concerned with their hair, my nigga. Mm-hmm. It just, you feel me? But I get it, you know? I see niggas on the hoop court, it be 20 hairstyles on, on, on <laughs> you know, the nigga subbing, coming off the bench. We like, damn, another hairstyle. <laughs> Never seen that one. Oh, that was different. I like, they fucking with it. These barbers getting to their bag. That is my, hey, that is a fact. My son, that shout out to barbers, man, because my son get his hair cut. Nigga cuts? Nigga, it be 35 and 40, y'all. You be like, 40? Man, uh, this shit'll be back in a week. So, nigga, fuck all them hairstyles, nigga. I am making it nice and clean on you, nigga. Rich, I'm not, you talking low right I'm, now. I'm That's saving. A low for I have Barbie. saved Bentley money, nigga, <laughs> hey, this hairstyle right here, nigga. Yeah. Nigga, I, nigga, all that sitting down while niggas is talking. Niggas in a chair getting shot at. Nigga, hey. Fact. Hey, fact. Bald, bald is a safe hairstyle. That is no cap. That is safe. Safe is just a safe hairstyle. You dig? That's Thanks. hella funny. Man. I need to hear that, though. Get that Costco, get you a pack of them razors, and Let me ask take you, bro. it there. What was your first pers- first perspective on the West Coast Anthem by Jeezy? Hey, you know what's crazy? They some, uh, the producer, um, damn, what's Jeezy boy now? He hit me. He hit me and was like, "Hey, we in the studio cooking something up, and we it's 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 gonna be off that less ride." And I was like, "For real?" He's like, "Yeah." He said, "I'm not sure we're gonna use it yet." Uh, I think his name is Matt. Shout out, Matt. Shout out, yeah, shout out, Matt. Let me make sure. I was about to say. Yeah, I got a pretty good memory. Let me see if Matt isn't, because this is my OG phone that got all the real niggas. Thanks. Matt, because there's a few Matts. Yep, Maddie B. Yes, shout sir. out, Maddie B. Shout Maddie out, man. Yeah, so Maddie B hit me, and Maddie was like, uh, hey, I, he produced that record. He was like, hey, I did a record with G off the, off the Let's Ride. We redid it. He said, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to use it for the album. He said, but it's a banger, though. I'll keep you posted. And then when they told me it made it, and they played the record for me, I was listening. I said, okay, I'm fucking with this, right? Mm. Yeah, because you got to clear it at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yes, okay. indeed. Yes, indeed. And I wasn't, man, they asked me, hey, you think you can get, you can clear this? Of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and shout out Jeezy. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like, Jeezy is a nigga from around here who be, and they're going to be, a, I mean, he talked that shit. Say that. He t- Jeezy talked that shit, bro. And that was a that was a good look for me. Shout out Jeezy. You know, yeah, I damn yeah. there he down there bought me yeah, a Harley. Yeah, he down there bought me a new screaming eagle. I got a nice little check off of that. Sheesh. That's, man. I seen yeah. you in the video. I seen yeah, you in the video. I got a nice suspect. check off of that. Yeah. You know? uh, shout suspect. out Megan the Stallion too. I gotta check off that bitch, that B I T C H. Oh shit. Oh, are you saying wow, because that really was a sample from you know, you know what's you crazy? 
bro, I got a check. Oh. I got a check and it had a boost on it, right? And I looked, I was like, damn, this check looked different. Like, what happened? I'm like, I'm popping, right? Yes, sir. It's popping. It's, it's, it's good. But I didn't know where, no, I didn't know where it was viral? coming from, though. Like, I mean, I just got a check that was way different than how it usually comes. You gotcha. know, them checks come every three months. And, uh, man, that motherfucker slid up. And I was like, whoa, the fuck? So I start looking around. I'm like, what the fuck? So I called my lawyer and I, I ran it by him. And he was like, no, they sampled. That's from the Megan record. Mm. And I was, I heard she had did the record. Because people was like, man, you need to get on a remix. They was pushing like, I was like, man, I'd love to. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But the record was already moving. You know, this is just niggas. Yo, niggas are going to hit you. But you need to call Megan to get on. Like a nigga just, okay, hold on. Let me call her right quick. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, Megan, hey, Megan, it shouldn't be that easy, though. Hey, this, this double. <laughs> what's up? I'm going to do that right hey, now. Hey, by the way, you doing your thing. Hey. I'm put up uh put a put a put a twelve or something on there for the guy. <laughs> and let me come over there and murk that thing. You hear me? Right now. All right. One. Right. Hey, no, like that's how nigga is. But if it happened though, she would have said yes right away though. We could have sent her that clip. Like hey. honestly, it's still possibilities we can hey. make the shit happen. Hey, shout out Megan on Megan gassing. Fact. And she is Fact. not getting off the gas. Fact. You feel me? But yeah. So um when I, I the Jeezy record when I first heard it, I was like, damn, this shit going. Then they did the video and the video was lit. Yeah. I'm talking about they was out there. I mean, it was lit. Everybody was out yeah, there. Yeah, and it's always a good look, like, for a nigga from, you know, G's generation to reach back. And I'll be honest with you. I wish them niggas a remake. All oh, my shit, because the check be sweet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because yeah, G and Megan, they doing numbers, numbers. Like, this ain't, mm -hmm. this ain't them. They doing numbers. Yeah. But then I mean, that's the thing. You only want certain. I, I would feel like I would want, want only a certain crowd to touch what I've already touched. Right. That's true. Like, exactly. You could have everybody do it, but right. like, yeah. to the people that do touch it, if you don't touch it, touch it right. Right. Oh. And for them to touch it because they felt like touching it. No. Not because I was like, hey, y'all should. That's what that let me. It's like a stamp, like, hey, this was that thing. You feel me? Exactly. Because Les Ride was one of them kind of records. That's but Ooh. but the way he flipped it though, when ridiculous. they told me he was doing it, I didn't Maddie. think that when I heard it, I was like, okay, no, they flipped it, flipped yeah. it. You feel me? But it's, it's yeah, it's still there though. It's it's, I mean, they left my vocal running through there and all the shit. That's mm -hmm. what made the check though. Mm -hmm. You feel me? So I shout out on that. I mean, because it, it's a way to use a nigga shit and not have to pay him that much. Mm -hmm. But they didn't take it that route. They took it. They, they took the homage. vocal. Yeah, and 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 got a nigga a nice a nice little bag. That's what's up. That's you feel dope, me? So bro. shout out Jeezy and Maddie B. Shout you hear me, man? If I could, just uh, one last thing that I would want to ask you. Didn't, I know you can work with anybody you want to work with. I know you right. worked with a lot of people that you wanted to work with. But if you right. can work with anybody in the future moving forward. Will be that project that you would want to work with somebody with Drake. Ooh. We'll talk some player shit about the. He know you Drake. Now what? Now that. Now that. Come on, bro. Hro. Hey, you know what? I I know niggas, bro. I fuck with niggas. I know niggas who listen and love Drake, and I know niggas who like. I don't. That, man, I'm gonna tell you something. Like, this is. I'm gonna tell you something about Rich, and I'll tell everybody. Man, I am a player, and I come from the era of players. Everything was player, and. I like niggas who know how to chop at a bitch and don't chop at her abrasively. I'm more abrasive. I come from Oakland. I come from too short. So my chop at a bitch is going to be abrasive, but my voice and the way I move is going to make her still, like, I, I still fuck with that. You mm -hmm. feel me? But Drizzy know how to talk about a bitch, and <laughs> and but you can't hear it. You didn't even hear what he really said to like, her Where you going until to you listen it? back. You be like, ooh, and she just loved it. Like she didn't hear it for sure. You know who else was good at that? Three thousand. 
Andre? Yeah. One of the I best to ever so. do it in my book. Hey, Dre, boy, Dre know how to chop it up but and make you love it. You feel me? See that's, see, that's what rap used to be about when I got in it. Yep. It was how much shit could you talk in slang to where everybody couldn't get it. It was like a code language. Like our parents could hear and wouldn't know what we was talking about because we talking in slang. And it was like, how how well could you shoot your shit and not really just get out and say, hey, bitch, suck my dick because you a punk bitch. <laughs> like, that's what it done turned into. It <laughs> no, got fact. simple. Yeah, it done right. simpled out now. Yeah, we yes. used to finesse. You have to say it without saying it. Yeah. You know, how slick can you word Real it? That's bit. why niggas used to be like, I respect that nigga. Jib, that nigga, I like the way he do. You know, nigga got wordplay. It's always been, rap has always been about wordplay. I'm on the way to the, I'm on the way. I'm probably like 13 years old. I'm in the car with my dad and I'm listening to uh, NIGGA with my dad. Right. And I think you referenced to it right now when he rapped it, but it was like, uh, he's like, some, some, not some, some, but he's like, and I got a gang of stab. Right. And I was like, hey, dad, like, what are you talking about with stab? Like, what's stab? Like, he just shanked somebody? He was like, nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he let me hey, know. <laughs> see, shit, man, that's a clear example of what I'm talking about. Cause Granny don't know what that is. Feel yeah, me? Man, I like that part Feel when me? he said he got a gang of shit. <laughs> That's my favorite part. And she don't know what she endorsing. Yeah. Man, that's what it used to be like. How slick could you? Cause, it, cause really, I'm telling you, from Oakland, like to get your hands on a two short tape was like you had just robbed a bank. Like you couldn't let your parents know you had that, right, nigga? Nigga, that you like, nigga, you got short. Cause short, you put him in, and he going. Crazy. Bitch. I mean, I mean, he going ham like you, you know, depending on what kind of household you came up in. I couldn't let my mom and them know a nigga had that. You hear me? So so rap back then was about how much shit could you talk and disguise it, you know, with your wordplay and just use enough slang. And it's happening now because like a lot of this new shit that's out, niggas is using words that we used to use, but they mean something totally different. You know what I mean? Can you give me one? Uh well, oh, like, okay, let me, I mean, let me got see. you. I didn't well, realize no, that. No, 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 but yes, it's a lot of different words. So, like, right now, when they used to say a nigga was hot, it used to mean like he was selling records. He was that nigga. Like, you'd be like that. You'd be like, right now, you'd be like, that nigga, Jeezy, hot. Gotcha. Now, when niggas say you hot, it mean you a snitch. You, you know, you telling. It's, yeah, they got different, you know, terminology is different now. That's true. You know, That's true. killing the nigga now is sliding. Like, we used to be like, yeah, we'll slide on the nigga. We just meant, Slide up on a nigga, hella clean, you know? <laughs> Pull up, whoop. Damn. You feel me? Yeah. I'd be like, nigga, I slid on that nigga in the colors. Just, I just slid up with the knock on, boom, boom, nigga, and slid off. Now when a nigga sliding, you know, it's, yeah. Different. Yeah, so the, it's a lot of the same words, you feel me? And it's crazy what a lot of niggas don't know. Don't trip off of, if you listen to right now, when the first time you heard capping? Like when the nigga say, no, nah, that's cap. Probably like 2019. Okay. So I could play a record for you right now that came out in 1989 Whoa. that I put out called Groupie Ass Bitch. And it, and you'll hear my nigga say, you mean that bitch that was capping like she was down with Bobby Brown? <laughs> it's right at the start of the record. It's an intro. Yeah, can, can you hear it? You talk shit. Well, I, I, don't, it. I don't know if we can play it because I don't want to hide the video. No, I'll put it in the mic. Oh shit! Hey, ahead, I ain't, this is in 1989. So this just show you, bro. Like, and and I don't be that nigga who be getting on the top. Nigga, I'm the nigga who started. I don't play them type of games. But I'm just saying, shit just go round and round. There's no damn. such thing as no new shit. So groupie ass bitch is the record. And for anybody listening, you could look up groupie ass bitch. 
by 415. The song was by my nigga D-Lope. Okay? And then you listen right here. Hold on. So that's the extended version. Hold on. Oh, it's he, said, he said cat first, hey, I believe him. Let me tell you. I believe cat, he said cat first. I, I mean, if you could find it before the end, okay. you let me know. But I'm finna play it for you. Listen, hold on. Nah, I believe Where's him. that? Here, go right here. Okay, so. And he's, okay, they got the long version. Damn. And these niggas got so many. <laughs> but that's all. That's Listen, crazy. I'm gonna try- Yo, man, what we gonna talk about next? Man, you know what? I think we talk oh, why about they, this one is slowed down. Hold on. Down. Hey, these niggas got so many of these. Hold on. We interview people. We, this is what happened when you're doing some real shit. Yeah, we really oh, live right now. Y'all. 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 Hey, take bitch. a shot if y'all got a uh, cup in your hand. And you know what's crazy? Because, let me see. 415. I'm gonna put it in. Oh, you took it? Oh, uh, he took it? Oh. He took the shot. He ready. Oh, he, hey, man, because he in there having a good time. You know how long I've been knowing that nigga? That's <laughs> man. How long? Hey, boy, that nigga, he was a little nigga. No cap. Radio, let me see. 415, groupie-ass bitch remix, groupie-ass bitch radio. Damn, they got so many of them. What's this one? They all, that's what I'm saying. You literally going through your whole catalog learning something new. That's crazy. Listen. Man, you know what? I think we should talk about these bitches. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, Jay, guess who I seen the other day? Who? Man, remember that bitch we seen up at that picnic? The one who was capping like she was down with Bobby Brown? Remember that bitch? Yeah, Bobby Brown. So what I'm saying is, I said, guess who I seen the other day? He said, who? I said, remember that bitch at the picnic? The bitch who was capping like she was down with Bobby Brown? Half the bitch was lying like she, because that's what she said. She's like, I fuck with Bobby Brown. And I'll play it again for the people. This is 1989. Man, you know what? I think we should talk about these groupie-ass bitches. You know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, Jay, guess who I seen the other day? Who? Man, remember that bitch we seen up at that picnic? The one who was capping like she was down with Bobby Brown? Yeah, man, I seen it the other day, man, down on the track. And guess what? The whole was jocking the gold kicks bins. Come on, man. Stop playing hey, with him, Now, man. that's 89. 89. I was just about to say hey, 89. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you hey, doing it, bro. Hey. bro. This is why I don't be doing a lot of interviews because I don't like to give all my secrets. <laughs> I let these niggas have a lot of this shit. It's I'm gonna okay. tell you one more time, nigga. The game was co-wrote. Say that. Yeah. The game was co-wrote. It was co-wrote. And I, I had a pen in that. I'm the nigga. The game was co-wrote. I was there at the beginning of the game. The it was. Shit. It was many people who wrote the game in the town. Lots of niggas. Street niggas. Who wrote the game? I'm, I'm, I, I got a few verses in there. I took I it, it man. I ain't gonna Been care. touching on it as an OG in the game, bro. I mean, I'm seeing this 40s and new 20s, so we still moving and grooving, right? Man, come on. I said, but hold on, let me make sure I get it right. What motivates you to wake up in the morning and keep going and getting it, bro? You know what's crazy, bro? I'm, I couldn't even hear, sit here and tell you like I'm motivated by nothing. I got this, this, this battery, bro. Like, 
being that kid that grew up where I grew up with all them toys and all that shit I told you about, like, I, I always had that Christmas disease. You remember Christmas morning when you knew you had it coming, like a nigga would try to go to sleep at five o'clock on Christmas Eve to try to hurry up and make Christmas get there faster. Yep. I just been an early riser, my nigga. I'm up every day, 637. I don't give a fuck if I go to sleep at three, four in the morning. I'm going to be up 637. I think what motivates me more than anything is I never wanted it all. Never. I just want my issue. And I think I told y'all this last time I was there. It was here before we were supposed to do the interview. It's a lot of different places you can, a lot of positions you can play in the game. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So what motivates me is to just, to me, being rich is being able to do whatever I want to do. You feel me? I don't need to be That's the richest. That's definition of rich. Yeah, as long as I can do whatever I like to do and I can afford to do that, then I'm a rich man. You feel me? Okay. I don't have to have more than enough. Like I tell niggas, this is the mountain right here. Right? Yes, sir. And everybody that's down here is trying to get up to the top. You spin the mountain around, no matter how you look at that motherfucker, it's pointing. The peak. Yeah, so you up here, right? You done made it to the top. So now you up there. What you doing? Like, <laughs> the fuck? Right? So, But you up there, though. Nigga top, nigga top. Well, there's some niggas coming, too. You get the stick. Nah, you jabbing at niggas because it ain't a, it ain't enough room for hella more niggas up here. Having a bare mentality. Right? Yeah, so you you up here at the top. You fucking with it. And it's cool. Like they say, you know, the top is on you, the biggest nigga, blah, blah, blah. But from up there, where else can you go? Honestly. If you, if you had to say... Where else could you go from up there? That's where you see a lot of people that have everything and still are depressed. Yeah. So where else could you go from up? Down. This ain't. I mean, you up there, there's nowhere else you could go. That's yeah. one metaphor. But now my other thing was this. Hmm. Right here. Just right right at the middle of the mountain. This is the flat. This You walk, you come up, you mid-mountain. You can see the crest, but you ain't up there. This is where I like to fuck around. I play right here on the side. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Because it's good right here. It ain't down here where it's real greasy at. You know, I'm, I'm having some things going on. I could be really, pu- I could put it on and Make get up there. I could hit the button and get up there. Whoop. But then like once you up there, like, and I, I done told people, to, so I'm here, right? So I see everybody on their way to the top. I done seen niggas. Niggas like, Rich, what you doing? Right? I said, shit, just fuck on up. Nigga, you ain't coming up there? I said, yeah, I see you up there. Nigga up. You up, right? And then I'm sitting here still doing my thing, and I hear a nigga, Rich! I mean, <laughs> nigga done fell off. Oh, my nigga. Hey, yeah, man. see, because, damn. So, and then I also tell niggas this. The steps you got to take. The steps I took. I want to just say this is the penthouse. Penthouse on the 30th floor. Right? That's the top of the game. Penthouse. You can't get no no bigger than that. And you starting from the ground floor. Your nigga got to play where he can get y'all to the penthouse. And you like, nigga, what? My nigga on the fifth floor. He said it's popping up there. He trying to get, nigga, fuck the fifth floor. He can get y'all to the penthouse tonight. It's a lot of niggas that's going to take that. You hear me? Right. Right? Nigga, let's get me to the penthouse. Right? But see me, I walked up all 39 floors. Everyone. Every last one of them. Cause that's the way I was brought up. You feel me? It was always you do a little bit more, just a little bit more. So now I'm in a penthouse, right? And I see my little nigga. He 
nigga bumping to me. I mean, we up there drinking, fucking a little nigga. Tell what's up? Nigga, what the fuck you doing up here? Wow. You hear me? Oh, nigga, I told you, nigga, I don't fuck, nigga. Nigga, I got connections, man. Nigga, my nigga got me up here, nigga. Yeah. Do no hard work, nigga. Yeah. Nigga, fuck you, got me fucked up, nigga. Hard <laughs> ass work, nigga, to get up here, nigga. Damn. Nigga got life fucked up. Like I told you, nigga, I was gonna be up here, nigga. Got my nigga with me too, nigga, and two bitches, nigga. Okay, fucking with it, right? Yep. Now, I'm happy to see my nigga. I'm like, damn, right. that was fast. I ain't mad. But then my nigga fall off, right? He fall off. I'm looking around. I'm like, at the party, I'm like, where my nigga at? They say, oh, you didn't hear whatever. They say, nah, he fell off. I'm running down to 29. Go see if my nigga down there. He ain't on 29. Oh, I'm running to 28. He ain't on 28. I'm on the 27th floor. Where this nigga at, right? I get the call. They say, man, this nigga in the basement, bro. Bust his head over, fell from the penthouse. Now, what that means is mm -hmm. he couldn't have failed a 29 because he ain't never been on 29. Mm -hmm. See, that's the beauty of taking all the steps. Because if you hit a rough spot, you fall back boom, to the floor that you just left. You got to action it dusting off and still going up. Mm -hmm. But if you take the, the, the quick route, you don't want to, I ain't finna do all that thing. I'm finna, okay. But just know that when you fall off, you fall all the way back to where you came from. You started at the bottom, went straight to the top. When you fall off the top, you fall straight to the bottom. Get your paper and pens you out, me? bro. You fall straight to the bottom. Now, if you take all the steps, it's going to take longer. But when you fall off the 30, you're going to land on 2-9. There's no way you could fall all the way to 1. Right. You fall on two nine. Right. You might still be fucking off, fucking with the bitches, powdering your nose, nigga. This nigga, I won't be fall to two eight. Oh shit. It might take you to get to twenty three before you say, nigga, let me get my shit together. And you get back up. Right. At least. But you you can land there because you've been there. It ain't nothing wrong with taking the long road, my nigga. You feel me? I had an OG in jail <laughs> tell me one time. He said, when you walk down the road of life, my nigga, he said you're gonna trip over a whole lot of shit. He said the wise man, he don't just Look back and keep going. He say he stopped and he picked that stick up. He take it with him. He walked, trip over a big ass brick. He picked that up. He take it with him. He said, because you're going to come back down the same road and you don't want to be tripping over the same shit. There you go. Bro, you read my paper because I had a piece of advice on managing, <laughs> your, managing your money. On, and you bro. literally just said, take every step. Take every level, bro. That's amazing, man. Oh, I got goosebumps right now, bro. Y'all ain't feeling it in this room right now. Bro, I, I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a young buck in the moon, bro. bro I told you, you, I know, but I, I, I know, but I don't know. So it's been an honor being in the room with you, bro. I'm it's good, bro. It's good. That was some definite game. I don't know. It's been a lot of game thrown out here right now. I'm Thanks. trying to figure out which way I want to take it. Well, so I'm ready to take a shot. And I said I'm trying to be verbal. He said he's trying to be liquid. I'm ready to take a shot. That's I already took my good. shot, but let me see. Hold on, Sheesh Louise, man. Let me see. Hey, Devil, what was the, um, like, for real, like, what was your first bill? Because, like, for me personally, when I'm looking at you, when you're doing them donuts, like, right. and I'm looking at all your other, when I see your cars pull up, social media, right. how do you, what was your what was your first car that you wanted to rebuild? That cut, my Cutlass, my first Cutlass I bought, uh, 72. It was green like that Chevy, green with the green top. Yep. Um. So what happened was, 
back in in that time, let me see. I forget what year it was. I bought that Cutlass, but um, back it was day. probably right around. Let me see. So four one five was was eighty nine. It was like ninety one, ninety two. What year was the Cutlass? It was a seventy two. Yep. Hard top. And I remember when I, I seen the car in the paper, I went and bought the car, and I called my man, my man KT. I said, KT, I went and got me a Cutlass. Now, the reason I got a Cutlass is I wanted a Mustang. But back in that time, Ant Flowers had some Mustangs. Ant Flowers is one of my partners from back in the day. He was a kingpin in the town. Ant had Mustangs, and he had two clean ones. And I remember I told him, I said, I'm going to get me a Mustang. <laughs> this nigga told me he said uh he said uh one thing about these old schools my nigga and he was having big money like before I'm talking about big money I was I was still trying to get it together this nigga was eating he told me he said bro one thing about these old schools like you always want to be the cleanest in your class you know he said so it don't even really be worth buying nothing if you can't be the cleanest in your class so basically mm. he was telling me like your Mustang will never be able to fuck with mine. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And, but, but this nigga was clean like that. Yep. So that's what drove me to get a Cutlass. This before niggas was even getting Cutlasses. Yep. I said, so fuck Start it, I'm going to get a Cutlass, shit. right? So I went and got a Cutlass. I called my nigga KT. He said, come through, let me see that motherfucker. And I remember pulling up on him. And I was juiced. My shit was green. Had green interior, green top. Mm. And KT didn't have that same juice that I had. Like when he came out, he looked at it and the look on his face. And I was like, he said, I think you got the wrong one. <laughs> oh, no. I said, huh? He said, I think you got the wrong one. <laughs> oh, no. I, had, I had the round back one. Remember the round? Yeah. The, I had the round booty one. Trunk, he he yeah. was like, the square one is the one. He said, I think you got the wrong one. Well, this was the one I had. And I, nigga, I whipped that motherfucker. I painted that motherfucker green, put a new green top on it, put hella beat it. And it made that one cool to have. Be legit, got one of them right now. He got a blue yes, one on Forges. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, sir. But I that I remember that, that, so that was the man. first car that I ever got that I wanted to put some shit into. And then after that, I mean, it was 5.0. I mean, I tried to do a car count like maybe a month ago, like of everything I ever had. And I forget a lot of cars. I done been through a lot of cars, my nigga. I probably done had, I put it on paper, cars and bikes. And I, I mean, I don't really even want to say this shit on the air, but it's been over a hundred cars and over like twenty bikes, twenty five bikes. That's yeah. like that's 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 living though. At the end of the day, like you done been through so many that's different crazy, whips. Though. I be in and out of shit, bro. That's a lot. That's how my. That's like a part of my personality. But when it like for me personally, I like I like to see like that built type thing. And right. they, nobody can ever say they they built a a a car is perfect. Nobody right. can ever say that. I don't right. Think. What's your favorite build though? What has um, been? Whether it been a bike, whether it been a car. That Tupac bike to me is out of all the shit I done had that I done built. Cause for me, I'll put a car together. Like I'll have an idea. Like I'll see somebody in something and be like, that motherfucker clean. I'm gonna put one of them together. You know? Or even like a new car. I'll see that like when the Benz is the S550 first came out in 07. I seen that. I was like, damn, that motherfucker hard. I want one of them. And then when I got it. Mine didn't look as hard as it looked <laughs> yeah. when I didn't have it. Yeah, it took me a long time to realize. And once I get it, it don't look like it did when I wanted it. And that's don't have nothing to do with the thing. That's that lion in me that I got I, it now. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm gonna I'm segue off of something. I get right back. Right when I'm flowing, just let me flow. I remember telling a female that I told her I said, check this out. I'm not a buzzard type nigga like I don't eat dead food like I'm a lion like I enjoy the chase I hate when bitches chase me 
I, don't, I won't let me chase you. You feel me? Because I'm a lion. And that's how I am with anything that I do, my nigga. Like, I'm going to chase it down. And once I once I kill it, and, and this might sound shitty. This is just how it is. Once I kill it, I'm going to enjoy it until the jackals pull up and the hyenas pull up. And I'm going to let them have that. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go kill again. Say that. You hear me? And that's how I am with the cars. I get on something. I put that shit together. Once it's done, I'll drive it a few times. Somebody offer me some money for it. I'll let them have it because I enjoy. The fun is going to get the the bumpers recalled. You know, taking the motor out and and bead blasting the engine compartment. Just like trying to, the challenge of trying to, like my Cougar. Bro, I sat there and I, I picked colors and I looked at colors like, I'm trying to put a masterpiece together same way I'm in the, on the microphone. I'm 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 like this all the way around, my nigga. I'm competitive. My job is to shit on you. Not on you, but just on you, meaning whatever it is I'm trying to conquer. Not on an individual. This cougar, I'm going to make you the baddest motherfucking cougar you're going to be. Mm. You feel me? And 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 it, it ain't like a beautiful. like cuz a lot of niggas get at me like, "Man, you just spend a lot of money on the cars." Funny thing with me, a car can get Anything it want out of me. I don't give a fuck. It's, I don't know why that is. If it want a $10,000, $20,000 paint job, and shit, I'm going to do what I got to do to get that paint job on that motherfucker. They ain't painting the car in a week. Most painters take two years to paint your car. They'll tell you to be ready in three months. Now, if we do two years over 20000 I mean, if we just get realistic, because niggas be like, man, you just put dump a lot of money in cars. If we get realistic and we do tw- two years, that's 24 months. Or just say the paint costs twenty thousand. Twenty thousand divided by twenty-four. That's eight hundred and thirty-three dollars that you spent every one of them months. Now, if you call yourself any type of hustler, right, and you riding these cars with these wheels and beat, and you not making an extra eight thirty-three a month, maybe you might need to tighten your hustle. God <laughs> damn. Talk your shit, man. God Talk damn. Your shit. I'm just saying, look, that's how car money go. It don't be like you go giving 20 off the rip. Nigga, you go take him two G's, drop the car off, and nigga, you kicking it, you go do a show, you make 15,000, you go down there, throw him another 2,000. You know what I mean? You just chip at that shit. And, and then once that money's spent, build connections once that, that money's spent, it's gone, bro. So like, you, you, you a hustler, you a lion, you a man, you always moving forward. Mm-hmm. So you always should be on to new money. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Now, if I had to sit back and add up how much money I done spent in one car, it probably would make me sick, but I don't do that. I just chip at it, pay, do, you know, fuck with it, fuck with it. Car get clean as fuck. I, I be juice. I be like, go oh, this motherfucker clean. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about money, my nigga, I told a nigga this, I got all type of friends who got all type of bank accounts. I got niggas who got ultra banks. I got some niggas who got some minimal banks. You know what I mean? I fuck with a bunch of different kind of niggas. Mm-hmm. One thing I know about money is it's only good for one thing, and that's spending. You got these motherfuckers who tell you, man, you got to save, and you should save, <laughs> and save your money, and you got to save. Saving money is an old adage, and it used to be cool in the old world because you had that time. Niggas, in it, but you see how the world moving right now. You feel me? Yeah. And unfortunately, black folks, we don't get left a lot of money. You know what I mean? Mexican folks, we don't. You Mexican? Yeah, Mexican, Mexican folks. We, Mexican Puerto. We don't. We don't. It ain't. It ain't a big rate of, of our parents dying just leaving us just cake. 
Yes, you sir. feel me? Hey. I ain't mad at that. I don't want to leave my little niggas no money. I, don't, I want them to learn how to fend for some money. Go get some money. I don't want, it ain't that I don't want you to do well, but I want to, I want you to, nigga, do well. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So when I, when I talk about money, I tell a nigga, I had a nigga in jail tell me one time, oh, gee, he told me, he said, what type of person are you? Do you save money? You spend money? I said, I spend money. He said, tons of it. I said, well, I mean, depending on what I got, if I'm only worth five G's and I spend 3,500, yeah, tons of it. <laughs> I mean, I was a little nigga at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, tons of it. I spent tons of it. All right. right? He's like, so, okay, they got people who like to save. Maybe you should start saving. He said, I'm going to give you examples. He said, open your hand up. I said, I open my hand up. He said, now, I'm, he said, now put all your money in there. So I put all my money in there. He said, now close it up. So I closed my hand up. He said, so you saving your money. You serious about your money, right? I said, yeah. He said, you ain't going to let nobody take it from you, right? I said, no. He said, you ain't going to spend it on no bullshit. I said, no. He said, so you got it in there. You holding it tight. So yeah. He said, they can't get out. I said, no. He said, and can't no more get in there. Mm. He said, don't be this nigga. He said, be this nigga. You just want money to pass through your hands all the time. Mm. Keep spending it, and it'll keep coming back. Because mm. that's all it's good for, It's spending. Money ain't going to come to no miser. Why would money come to a nigga who going to save it all and not spend it? So you can put it in your shoebox under the bed. You can put it in the bank, and you can talk about, look, I got all this money in the bank. So all them presidents is laid up against each other, niggas. Posted. <laughs> Going to sleep, man. Yeah. God damn it. See bro. you tomorrow. He talking shit. See, right see you guys tomorrow. They, they right. just posted. Right. And my presidents is flying. They all over the place. They ending up in body shops. They leave the body shop and they go through over here. Then they might end up in a whorehouse or a bar or a steakhouse. Money likes to fly. It's only good for one thing. Now. Say you're the guy who steals like fuck what Rich is talking about. I'm worried about my kids. I don't want my kids to have to fend for nothing. I'm saving mine. Go for it. Because when you die, somebody's going to do what you should have did with it. Mm-hmm. They're going to spend it. That's all it's good for. You can't do nothing else with money. You can't go. Yeah, you what else? You can't paint your house with a give me this $100 bill. You paint my shit blue. No. 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 Oh, all you can do is go crack that motherfucker in the 520s or 50 and 510s or bust it down, blow 40 of it, has six. It's only good for one thing. And in a minute, it ain't going to be no more good. So what I tell niggas is, how many times have you owed some money on a bill? Anybody watching this, how many times have you owed some money and didn't have it? I'm a real nigga. People might think I am just Trump rich. That is not the case. Okay? (laughs) That is not the case. Respect. That's not the case. I done did this many a time, and I learned from it. How many times have you owed somebody some money, whether it be a bill, whether it be your bitch, whether it be your baby mama? You told her you was going to give it to her. She acting funny. Fuck, I ain't giving that bitch shit. I ain't paying that shit. Fuck, I'm not paying that bill. My phone already off. Why would I get him 240, nigga? My phone already off. I can go get a new phone, nigga. But then when you level up, like y'all say, fuck it. And you pay it off. As soon as you pay it, that money come right back out of somewhere where you wasn't even expecting. Don't it? Fact. Do it. Fair. No facts. Ha- I vouch a for check it. or something to just pop up. You be like, well, if I knew this was coming, I would have been paid. That's how money works. When you when you ain't afraid to let it fly, it's gonna keep coming. No, it's real. That's a lot of people be scared and they trip. be holding on to that little bit of money they got. I'm saving my money. I don't know when I'm gonna get some more. When you spend that. It That's might. when you're going to get some more. Mm-hmm. 
Money covered. don't want to fuck with a nigga who ain't spending it. Yeah. I'm about to catch the yeah. Holy Ghost. The money goes. I'm, I'm just asking you. Money yeah. don't want to yeah. fuck no, with a nigga true. who ain't spending it. That's true. Why would money want to come true. to you when you ain't spending it? Why would a I mean, ton of money come to you? And I, I had this conversation with my nigga. I, he said money would never change him. I said, if you got a hundred million right now, would you go to work tomorrow? He said, hell yeah. I said, that's why you won't be getting a hundred million. Damn. That hundred million gonna go to a nigga who's gonna blow it. Facts. You feel me? Because he know he's going to make it right back. Why would it come to you if you're not going to change? If you're not going to spend it? Now, I'm not saying uh, if you just a jackass and you got 1400 left, tomorrow go out <laughs> buy you no big TV and, and a mount and you ain't got nothing to screw that shit to. That's not what I'm saying. Certain niggas, but yeah. from a hustler standpoint, what I'm telling you is if you're playing with money, man, let the money fly, my nigga. The money likes to move, to move across your hand. As long as you're touching it, she'll never be mad at you. But you gotta be right by her. Money mm-hmm. don't like when you just fuck her off on silly shit. Mm-hmm. She like when you use her, cause I done abused her. And sometimes she'd be like, all right, watch this, nigga. And she'll fall back. You'd be like, whatever. Sheesh. Yeah, she'll she'll quit you. Say that. She'll quit you. Say that. Damn. You feel that's me? a perspective that people don't. I don't Let I never tell you realize. I'm gonna give you two, I'm gonna give you a quick scenario. You got one nigga over here. He hustling on the block. You got another nigga over here. He hustling on the block, right? This nigga over here, he hustling with all his, he rocking. He getting it. With all his proceeds, he buying sticks and, and, and bullets. And, and they wreaking havoc on niggas because they ain't playing no games. You got this nigga over here. He hustling because his mama, his two daughters, and his brother is broke. And he trying to get his family together. Mm-hmm. He, he liable to have a whole lot more success in the game because... He hustling for all the right reasons. reasons. Mm-hmm. When, when you use your wrong money to do wrong things, it ends up in a lot more wrong. You feel me? When you take advantage of short, uh, gifts and, and, and you use them, you put the wrong energy with it, I've seen it happen. I done seen niggas who, my niggas, a lot of my niggas who did shit for all the wrong reasons. It's a little bit of right in everything. If you 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 give it, to, you, you feel me? That's just things are good. I think that's experience. why I've been blessed to last this long, be around this long. You feel me, my nigga? I ain't been shot or shot at. God, God bless. Me? I fuck with a lot of niggas. You know what I mean? But I I play my game fair, and I'm always playing my game. Right. You hear me? I'm always playing my game. I can't play your game. I just can't. That's your game. Yes, sir. You hear me? Yes, sir. Straight up. I tell anybody, do you and watch how that shit manifests. Thanks. Do you. Even though it's popular to do what what they all do, and that's working for them. Got to do you. You hear me? This year, I mean, with the pandemic and all that shit, I think a lot of people are realizing that, man. They got to start doing themselves. Social media shit, man. Yeah, because see, now you get to see it for what it really is. It's crazy, bro. Like, this life shit. Oh. Let me let me say one thing because we rapping right. We getting close to rap. Yeah, let me let me say one thing. In oh, I don't want to see you go. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see you go. I can't get we, we can't give it all to. Yeah, say that. Hear, say that. I'm gonna I'm say this. This should turn it off. The, I got the, a couple more the, questions. The one the one thing that I if I that I don't like that I see right now is the division between the young niggas and the old niggas. Mm. You feel me? Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm my boots is on the ground. I'm, 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 I hear it all the time. Your old ass, even bitches. I use an old nigga, boom. And, and even in the music, it's like, 
And when we came up, we kind of felt a certain way, but the old niggas was the niggas who gave us the game. So we always had respect for that. In music now, it's like the young stuff be like, fuck the old niggas. The old niggas be like, fuck the young niggas. And we attached at the hip. It's just, that's just what it is. So either either way it go, if the old niggas drag the young niggas, or if the young niggas drag the old niggas, somebody getting dragged. Like, it's okay to pay homage to the niggas who came before you. Right. The division is is put there by a whole different entity that don't have nothing to do with us. And we play into it every single time. And as long as we play the division, we'll always be on the bottom side of the game. As long as they know they can divide us, they can offer you more money until you quit fucking with him. You feel me? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I done seen them pry niggas away from each other in the music game. First thing they do, you done seen groups. Soon as the money come, oh, this nigga don't fuck. Bro, it's like the division is so silly to me because I listen to the new music, and I'll be honest with you. When I say the new music, it's a lot of new shit out. Most of the new shit, I can, I, I mean, I can vibe to the, and not a lot of niggas talking shit. Money bag, yo, talking shit. Talking talk shit. No money bag talking shit. Oh my god. Hey, money bag, yo. I don't know you, nigga. You talking shit. <laughs> Salute. I'm taking mm, shots to that. Yeah, money talking shit. Money bag talking shit. Uh, Report first. Okay. Uh, Peasy talking shit. Peasy that money bag. Oh yeah. Peasy. Oh yeah. Peasy. Yeah. Peasy talking shit. But it's a lot of niggas talking shit. Young Junior Band's talking shit. Okay, shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it is, is like, I tell niggas, it's only one story, my nigga. Everybody just telling different. But the thing that's crazy is, the only thing that, and it just fucks me up about the new shit is, most of it is about killing each other. And I mean, I don't give a fuck how good they make it sound. It's just a lot of the music is about nigga. I got my stick. I'll knock your bitch ass down. Yeah, and blah, blah, blah. no substance. I, yeah. Right, right. And I ain't gonna even say no substance because I get it. When you're a rapper, you talk about what you're going through, okay. and that's what these niggas is going through. That's, that's what they're doing. That's I get it because I was talking about what I was going through. But what's fucked up about it is to continue to engage in that and to continue to vibe to that is like endorsing our own extinction. And maybe I just think like that because I'm an old nigga. Because when I was a young nigga, I didn't think like that. I was like, fuck it, nigga, this is how we rocking. So I get it. I just wish that the young niggas and the old niggas could realize, nigga, we joined at the hip, my nigga. Y'all need us just like we need Mm y'all. You hear me? We need the young niggas. I, I'm not, but and I get it. There's some old niggas that be hating on the young niggas movement. I done seen it firsthand. But there's some young niggas that be hating on what the old niggas doing. What niggas don't get is, bro, we all in the same. We got if we could stop that, it'd be a different game. It'd be a different game. You feel me? We talk about that, bro. We was like, It'll be a different game. They don't listen to the young, the OGs no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it takes for an OG to say that verbally or like, Facts. you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's, it's the OG it's, reaching and it's out some, to them. And there's some young know. niggas who gonna watch this and be like, you know what? That's some real shit. And it's gonna be some young niggas who watch this and be like, man, fuck that old ass nigga. Mm-hmm. 
because that that's just that's what I'm talking about. If we could bridge that together, yes, you sir. feel me? Yes, sir. because I'll be Sky's honest with limit, you, man. We we in a holy war right now, my nigga. Disguised as a pandemic, and we need we gonna need them young niggas. We gonna need that energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We gonna need them soldiers because it's getting sticky out here, bro. We podcasting and smoking and drinking, but it's getting sticky out here, buddy. Sheesh. Things are changing. Yeah, quick. Yeah. When they Long tell you every, when they tell every day. When they tell me I gotta vaccinate my son, nigga, things are changing. Oh no. Don't get me talked about nigga. Now, Come you... on, bro. We ain't gonna go there on this one because we fuck around and get flagged. <sighs> but we're gonna save something for him. I'm gonna talk some more shit. Say that. Yeah, I'm, we, I'll be back around that's here. That's what I was about to say. We yeah, I'll be back around here. Because unfortunately, it's some things going on outside that still need to be tended to. Hey, he's like, I heard something said. Fact. So <laughs> sign out shot. Sign out shot. Let's get this sign out shot. Sign out shot. Sign out shot. We appreciate you. This is a dope ass Where can they find you on your Instagram, social medias, all that? Instagram is going to be the real Richie Rich. The is going to be T H A. T H A R E A L R I C H I E R I C H. Um, you can find me right there. I got a Facebook too. I think. I think. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you definitely know. do. <laughs> oh, it is. It's the official Richie. No, it, is it? I don't know. Check this out, man. Find me on the gram. Thanks. You hear me? That's where I play at. I play on Instagram. Um, they just they block they banned some of my posts today, and I got a little squirrely. Um, man, I'm gonna talk my shit, bro, on Instagram. Instagram is a difficult platform for me because I'm just not going to sit there and not say nothing. You know what I mean? I know most motherfuckers as an artist, I'm supposed to just show my shit, show my merch, sell my merch, show you the inside of my life, show you some shit, keep you coming. Hey, it's Richie Rich. If you're going to fuck with me, you're going to get it all. And when I see some shit I don't like, I'm liable to get on the gram and say it. They flagged two of one of my posts today that pissed me off, and then they flagged off something else, and I've never been flagged before. They flagged a picture of my dog, my nigga, I follow Hella Instagram pages with pictures of dogs. So that's just a yeah, that's a, that sounds like somebody yeah, like really trying to like what the fuck going on. Yeah, that's probably what it is. So guess what I did? Huh? I put a post up. I apologized to the uh to the Instagram gods for blocking <laughs> me. And then I told him, and him then I told him it will never happen again. <laughs> there you go. And then I deleted my Instagram apps off my phone. I do that a lot. Sometimes I need to just take a step back. Yeah, yeah, decompress. Play with the dogs. Yeah, fuck around dogs, in the yard. Because yeah. I'll be honest with you, bro. Them socials, bro. They motherfuckers. I got to bring my Frenchie. She's going to kick it with your Frenchie. Yeah, for real. Bring a female. Let her come kick it with my male. Uh, and let's, uh, and let's, get, some some money. let's yeah. get some money. Yeah, because if she come over there, she liable to get hit. Okay, I, 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 I got a princess, I got a, that's your, okay, don't bring her, bring, <laughs> bring, bring some dirt work. Say that. He real thuggish with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Cheers, we gonna sign out this love, you, man. This has been a nice one. Cheers. Man, cheers to the people, man. Take a shot with us, final shot, bro. You already know what it is. Yes, sir. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, gonna sign out this thing, man. Y'all, I just wanna say. Oh, shit. I want to shout out BSP, you hear me, for having me in here, the Blowing Smoke podcast. But it also stands for something else. In a world of negative, you can always be so positive. BSP! I'm gonna take that to the ooh, I'm taking that to the bank. Let's go. Appreciate you, man. It's it's your boy JG, man. You already know it's Jay Jonah. And we got and we got Hey man, you got double O on the house, man. Richie Rich, town original, so official. 
You hear me? Referee with a whistle. Still in the trunk. No pistol. No you did? pistol. This ain't gonna I, stop, man. Y'all better tune in next week. Tune in the week after. Do what you gotta do. Follow, like, and subscribe. It's your boy, JG. Blow us some more. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.